Bounce to the bounce, bounce to the reload. Bounce to the bounce, bounce to the reload. Jesus. Bounce to the bounce, bounce to the it's reload. It's not bounce, bruv. Oh, shut up. It's not bounce. Listen. It, bruv, the name of the song is hate, all right? Bound to the Reload, bruv. All right, listen. Black leather gloves, no secrets. That's oh. a different song, bruv. No. Huh? It's a different genre. I don't yeah, care, bro. I do garage. No one likes it. So how about this? Right, right. But you don't do garage. That's the point. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome mm-hmm. to episode three of This Could End Terribly. I feel that. We didn't even rehearse that. That was kind of fire. Yeah, you are live and direct on This Could End Terribly, episode three. And here we are. Remotely recording, recording remotely. Um, remotely. If anybody asks, episode three recorded remotely. remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, until lo- until lockdown is over. Yeah. Um, and we're allowed to 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 share households. Yeah. Um, so we continue to be law-abiding citizens. We are here via Zoom. Amen. Um, Zav still managed to be one hour late for the Zoom. Can I yes. just say you can tell a man's a list when he's an hour late to his own yard. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. He showed up late to a meeting in his house. In his own yard. Um, I can explain. It's mad. Explain then. Basically, um, I got a call from a a broadcaster. Oh, a little, um, a a local, a little one, small one, or um, a a national one. Oh, you you sure you want to tell the streets about this right now? You sure? Yeah, I'm gonna hold up. I'm gonna hold up. up. With me, with me. But cut long story short, I was an hour late, but I'm here eating sausage. Um. Yeah, your podcast could never. Well, we've we've listen. We've discussed a couple times in the pod before that certain men are local and some men are global. Certain men get global networks wanting to wanting to do things that can't be discussed at this stage. You know what? To be honest, you can we just give a round of applause for the hundreds of hundreds of listeners that we've had over the past? Amen. First thing. Hundreds and hundreds. You guys make me feel so warm inside. Honestly, so warm inside. The ones that are sharing the thing as well. I mean, God, you guys. God, this is. We're, li- we're live in the group chats. There's group we're chats live. chatting about us, you know. Like, people Come are talking on. about us in WhatsApps. It's a blessing. I mean, what a time to be alive, bro. It's a blessing. Plus 4-4 four, four in that. I mean, Come crazy, on. bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> but no, hope everybody is doing well, um, especially my UK people who this week have gone into lockdown 2.0, hmm. as we spoke about um, on the last one. Um, came as a bit of a surprise uh, last weekend when Boris... Uh, came out when he did. The rumours started flying out on Friday night that it was coming, and then by Saturday night, it was official. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a bit. But shout out all of my um, all of our listeners, right? But the UK, um, we're thinking about you, man. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into all of that, gentlemen, how are you, man? It's good to see you guys on on Zoom. Y'all looking healthy on camera. Yeah. Yeah, on camera. What are you saying, man? Zabby, how you been? You know what? I'm all right. Do I look all right in the camera? Here. You look great, mate. Okay, cool. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to get, Even no you're gonna have gonna to get used to looking good on camera, otherwise... I know. I miss you guys, man. I miss you too, bruv. Listen, it's been a few this days, week, but... This week has been... Do you want to you? This week has been a bit mad. This um, week in terms has of like been work, a madness. Yeah. Putting, art, putting like the art stuff aside, like yeah. work, day job, mad. It's been a crazy, crazy week to be in the, in the financial markets. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. boy. Little old election. Just a little bit. There's a little vault. In that small little country over there, just... just There's a little vault. But you know, you know, what, you know, what, I didn't, you know what I didn't like, though? Like, the fact that Trump started, up, started out being, like, a freaking sore loser on this <laughs> thing. Like, and saying he's going to do some sort of investigation, bring it to this freaking... the fuck out of here? Big bitch I mean, energy. Huh? <laughs> Big bitch energy. No one was talking shit when, when, when he won the election and people were questioning, 
like how rigged and how flawed. I mean, to be fair, was. Democrats spent four years dragging him through court and the whole Russia thing. To be fair, so you're we right. did spend we we spent years chatting shit about it. But fact but you, is but you, that, but you didn't see Obama doing that shit, that ish at the time. Yeah, because no. he got a big big advance on a book deal and disappeared to make something <laughs> for Netflix. Uh, bruv, pay me. I shut my mouth about an election till I've done my eight years. I'm out of here. <laughs> I read an article the other day or last night about Rudy Giuliani and what happened to him after he uh, after he became, after this he left guy, the mayoral role in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This man, yeah, disappeared after becoming a mayor and I think his last three months is when 9-11 hit and he went off and he started doing like public appearances for like 250k a pop. Like within like five years, he had made like 30 million dollars. The hustle, baby. Like it's crazy. It's the hustle, baby. And I know that's why a lot of these politicians that's, that's get good. into this shit. Like they become careerist politicians. They try to get to the highest point and they, they can. And they come and then, advisors. Yeah, and then they like fuck David off. Cameron, David Cameron, trust me. I remember once, right? There was one evening, had a bit of a jolly evening and I was on Edgeway Road. Tried to find someone to take a leak. Um, it huh? happened to be, yeah. yeah. Wait, how is he well, linking this? This is, I, I want to hear it. This is a David Cameron I want to hear story. it. I want to hear yeah, it. I want to hear it. Listen, listen. So I tried to take a leak. And then basically, there was David like, Cameron was fucking like a two in the morning somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> two in the morning, something like that, yeah. And bro, there was like, armed police like around this house. Ooh. And then they asked me, look, mate, can you take a leak somewhere else? And then I was like, gladly. Like, they had like M15 sort of you guns and stuff. But you can't but stop then, yourself mid flow, though. Like, that's nah, the nah, word. Oh, oh, trust me, if there's guns involved, trust me. <laughs> you're stopping, yo, yo. You're, stiff, <laughs> yo, yo, listen, you're stopping mid flow and you're cutting. Cutting. Listen, you are cutting. So, yeah, so basically, it turns out that that was basically um, David Cameron. David Cameron lives up behind. Um, he lives behind Edger Road, basically. Crazy. And um, yeah, he's got 24-hour surveillance. I would have thought and that's I, too gully for him, though. That's kind of hood. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hood. You, and do you, remember the, do you remember the show, The Bodyguard, on yeah. BBC? I haven't watched it yet, but I know what it is. All right, yeah. cool. So it, it's very similar to that in a sense where, like, these politicians have, like, people who guard their house 24-7. Personal protection And you notice, like, the serious police here, when they wear all black, they're all mm-hmm. blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their cars, yeah, have, um, their, their bully vans have um, tints so they can punch up at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they'll go see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. The man there. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Johnny, how oh. you been, man? Because we kind of, we kind of, I mean, I got to ask Johnny how he's doing yeah, as well. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? How you been, Johnny? I've boy? been all right, man. I've just been totally, totally subsumed by the US election. Like, subsumed. Y'all, y'all oh. know, y'all Let know me give that, that word. Bar is for you. I mean, I've just been, subsumed. I've been put under by all the excitement that is the US. And I think like three episodes in, I think the people then know that I'm basically a complete political nerd. You? So, uh, uh, no. me. So, a US election is basically like it's like a it's like a week long World Cup final. Yeah, it's been mad. That's it's like it's as good as it gets. It's been like, mad. British elections are cool and fun and whatever, but there's nothing like the drama yeah. of US politics. Yeah, and well, you know what? Like, since you guys don't want to ask me how I've been, let's just jump into the. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let's, let's rewind it. Let's start this again. <clears throat> How you been? How you been, Rich? How you doing? You're looking good on camera. Thank you, lads. Um, I love your Boy Scout. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just Boy Scout. Thing. Yeah, man. This Yellow six. Like we're out here. Shout out almanac <laughs> bandanas. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm just happy that my Wi-Fi connection has been able to withhold um, this uh, this Zoom call at the moment because you know I guess a little bit techy for me yeah. sometimes. Good to see you guys. I'm doing very, very well. I'm trying to keep my skin uh, clean. Two liters of water a day. Um, Nivea moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, Nivea. lads, you know what I mean? Nivea. Nivea, bro. Does that even rub in properly? No, for you? that Q10. 
shit. I like think for black, for black skin, I feel like that nah, doesn't rub properly. Nah, nah, nah. I got a rub for time. Yeah, 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 E45 gang, we're out here. It's that one stroke you see when you see the Nivea on the shelf, on the bottom shelf. You got you got to go left of the normal Nivea one. They got this one called the Q10 shit. Oh, it keeps me nice. It keeps me lathered. Moisturized. I swear down. It's beautiful. E45 gang, cheap and effective. You're so Nigerian, Johnny. But what do you mean, bruv? Johnny's so Nigerian. E45. 100 all day, every day, bruv. I used to moisturize with Vaseline. Anyone else? Yeah, petroleum. Crazy. Petroleum jelly on your body. Mad, bro. The big thing, yeah, like, it was like a tub, big one, and, just, and it was just clear, and then it had that navy blue saying petroleum Vaseline. It's mad. Listen, how did my mum creamy in that? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, then, and then let us off into it, the real in, world. But in the, <laughs> in the winter, yeah, you've in the it winter, yeah, in, pri- layer, though, hey, in the winter, yeah, you'd be entering primary school just shining. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's just shining, bro. bro. Listen, it's mad. No good chat to me, bro. Oh, people, have, people are cold, yeah, fam. I was. No good chat to me. No good chat to me. I'm getting militant, guys. Man, slipping and sliding out here, bro. This isn't. I was insulated, fam. You know them days, yeah. So we used to go. So we used to go to like um swimming on like a Thursday in primary okay. school. Okay. Like at like um, it's like Salmon Youth Centre. They used to have like a in Bermondsey, Jamaica Road. Shout out Salmon Youth Centre. They used to have a um a, a swimming pool. Thing there, yeah. We used to go to like swimming lessons, mm-hmm. bro. Do you know how insulated I felt post swimming? Swear down. Well, you said the Vaseline lasts after the Vaseline, swimming. Yeah, my, yeah, mom, my mom would put the Vaseline for real, yeah. for real. That petroleum jelly was bullet. My mom would put oh, the Vaseline in a food container <laughs> and then that's put, gang. Put cling film around it, and that was my Vaseline. That was my pat lunch Vaseline, bro. <laughs> that's <laughs> gang. <laughs> anyway, we went through it, man. We're um, going through it, man. Oh, we can shit. talk about moisturizing patterns uh, another day because I am actually a little bit curious since we got a white guy on this podcast as well. Like, I, I, I'm I'm curious to talk about this because mm-hmm. what? it's something that's it's troubled the, the, me for some listen, for some for, for uh, so many the, years. The white guy on the podcast, he's E45. He's blacker than both of us. Bro. I'm just to be honest. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy to hear that this white guy actually moisturizes because I know a lot that don't. Bro, he's E45. That is like the epitome of blackness. Yeah, E45. Bro. Yeah, and Razak. Certain <laughs> certain creams are local. <laughs> certain creams are global, isn't it? E45 bro. is multicultural. You know what I hate the most? JME had that lyric, right? Like, your content is weaker than mine. Your dry lyrics need some E45. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the thing is, you know what I hate the most? Shout out Do you remember Razak? No. Razak, it had like a medical smell to it. Trust me. If I, I to never me, heard next of that in my life. Yeah, I'm going to buy Razak for everyone to whiff. Oh, okay. It is, Just won't it wear it. Like, I won't wear it. Listen. If it post that until lock-off is done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. After lockdown. But, I guess with that, thank you for asking me. Um, in general, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to see that you man are are, are splendid as well. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's let's cut the shit. Let's just jump right into it. The world is about to fucking change. Um, Baruch Hashem, at, bro. At, yeah, for real. At point of recording, it 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 would appear that we have all um, but announced um, Joe Biden as the 46th. Uh, President of the United States Amen. of America. Um, this could end terribly. I did a highly political episode, um, episode two, um, a couple of weeks ago, which I'm sure you will listen to, all of you, um, <laughs> where we made some predictions uh, about where this was going to go. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's, it's between two people. So one of us in the room is bound to get it right. But mm. we definitely went into some of the details as to where we thought this was going to win or going to be won or lost. And the one that we pinned our. Uh, the majority of our hopes on was uh, Pennsylvania. That's what's up. And it turns out that that ended up being quite a massive factor in this. What has what has happened since uh, these results have started to come in, I guess many of us probably could have expected from old Donnie. But Jesus Christ, the guy continually finds ways to surprise us. 
And that's exactly what he did, Johnny, isn't it? That's basically what happened. I mean, if if like me, you have no life and spend all of your time following US politics, then what has happened has been entirely true to form. Um, the strategy of the Trump campaign, insofar as telling supporters not to go and vote by mail, was that they would hopefully have a large enough advantage on election day that they could do a Florida 2000 style stop the count obstructionist. Stop the count. Stop the count. Um, why are they counting all the votes? Uh, every time they every time they count votes by mail. One of those tweets sent me. There was a tweet where he was like, how come every time they count the mail-in ballots, they are so devastating in their percentage and power of yeah, this? Yeah, because you, you spent months telling me. people not to fucking Donald's vote by mail, you spiv, bro. Don, Don, I don't know whose accent that was, Ab. Oh, okay. Oh. But that's rich coming from you. I don't know whose it was. We heard you try to do Scouse episode one. It did not work. But yeah, what accent was that? Let me try again. How come? No, that he, his voice no. is higher. Who's got the best Donald Trump? Ex- uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna build a wall. I can't do it. What the exactly. fuck? How is he? How is he frying stones from a glass house? That's, we're gonna build a wall. That was trash. How come? And I'm doing the hand movements. How come? You sound more, you sound more like Obama. <laughs> you sound that more. Obama. No, no. Obama's more like. No, you sound like Jinx. Obama's from, more from like. How come? Uh, how come? How come? <laughs> every time Trump, they count the votes. It's in that White House, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Folks across the country. Joe Biden is definitely your guy. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was quite good. That was quite good. That was quite good. Virtual spot. Virtual spot. Virtual spot. That was quite good. But yeah. But yeah. This guy doesn't understand a simple concept. Once you count all the votes, you get the... Uh, you get the, the, the total amount, right? Yeah. And the total amount is kind of what decides... Well, bro, if you told people for fucking months <laughs> not to vote by mail, then you're baffed why the mail votes are going against you. Fucking idiot. Like. Crazy. Oh, bruv. Anyway, so the plan was get ahead enough on votes day itself with in-person ballots and in-person votes, whatever, that you could hopefully launch a legal challenge to stop subsequent, quote, subsequent votes being counted. That hasn't worked the judicial branch of government, as it were, has uh, stood up, done its job, and all these facetious lawsuits that have been launched have been fucking binned out the window. <laughs> like they, they they launched one lawsuit, I think it was in Pennsylvania, which, seemed, which as we said, was going to be the battleground, and as it's turned out, has been the battleground. Um, but they, one of the lawsuits they launched, they were querying over observers not being allowed to count votes. And some fucking yeah, lawyer went, some lawyer went into the court and the, the judge asked him, like, do you have any people in the room? And Trump's lawyer said something to the effect of there's a non-zero number of observers in the room. And I was like, bruv, next time I'm on Hinge and I'm dropping bars to a bird and she asked me, like, have you ever used this girl? Have you ever used this line another girl? I'm going to be like, I've used it on a non-zero <laughs> number of women in the past. Like, it's, it's fucking mad chat, bruv. It's proper mad chat. So basically, like, they've been like, well, our observers weren't allowed into the room, but they have. They're like, there's widespread fraud. Fucking, there's so many ballots coming in from everywhere, and they're being counted after they were cast after election day. And like, that's that also bullshit. Accent. That is a bad accent. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accents are kind of my thing, but we'll come back to that. Let's do it. Um, but there's basically there's they've made a hundred claims and not presented a single shred of evidence. This was always the plan. I think they probably thought that um, the 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 people were stupider than than they have turned out to be. Um, governors in key states, legislatures in key states, and judicial branches in key states have not fallen for this bullshit. And Donald Trump is going to go down as an impeached one-term president in the bottom rungs of scumbags that have ever led the United States of America. 
you say that, but what I actually wanted to to to, to speak about as well is is Trumpism and and its and the legacy of it because as much as this guy is seemingly out the door, mm-hmm. pack your shit, fuck off. Um, as much as he is out the door, um, it is clear that this has been one of the most highly voted elections in American history with Joe Biden receiving the highest amount of votes ever. Um, but what is also apparent um, is that the amount of people that have been voting for Donald Trump since 2016 has actually grown by mm-hmm. a significant amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the demographic breakdown within that as well has also changed quite significantly mm-hmm. depending on 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 the group. Um, we were talking about it um, earlier, um, uh, pre while we were waiting for, for Zav to join the Zoom um, about the uh, the demographic change mm-hmm. or it being unchanged amongst African American women, but there being a significant change amongst African American men. Mm-hmm. On episode two of uh, of, of this can terribly, we spoke about why Florida would be would be won um, quite quite easily um, by the conservatives, um, given its 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 makeup of of largely uh, Latin American um, um, of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, maybe we can maybe we can expand on that a little bit. So yeah, so I mean, there's there's a general declining trend for black men in America to uh, vote for the Democratic Party. Kind of peaked at around ninety six percent in two thousand eight with Obama. Dropped to about ninety four percent in two thousand and twelve. Dropped to about ninety two percent in two thousand sixteen for Hillary Clinton. It's actually gone even further towards Donald Trump to about ninety percent in in twenty twenty. Black women as a proportion of the electorate or the proportion of black women voting for Democrats over Conservatives has remained very stable. And the one thing I want to say before we get deeper into this topic that it is kind of not only the black vote in particular that has won this election in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Atlanta, uh, or in the state of Georgia uh, for the Democrats, but it's actually black women in particular as a demographic, not only by their voting, but by the significant singular black women who have influenced um, the race. As we've discussed before, we're no, we're no particular Kamala Harris fans, but the one woman who does need... Uh, all the credit in the world is Stacey Abrahams, um, who should be the governor of Georgia, was shafted two years ago, since being shafted, could have given up, retired, went on a fucking crusade, and sing almost single-handedly, I mean, led the charge, um, but almost single-handedly, signed up 800,000 people to vote in the state of Georgia. Shout out. Like, what the fuck, bruv? Eight, yeah. How much energy does it require? Yeah, she's moving like Moses. Oh, my days, bruv. Down. Oh, my days. Like, so, so big up, big up, big up, big up, Stacey Abrahams. Um, and it, it, it's basically, it's black women that have come through. Black women that have come through and have saved America Can we just give um, a from itself. Black women in America, hey. black women globally. Time and time yeah, yeah. again, you show us that yeah, we just don't deserve you. God That's what's up. 100%, man. That's what's up. So Speak. like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to turn this into a fucking like uh, monologue on identity politics, but that is basically the the differentiator. It, it has been the the persistence and consistence yeah. of black women in the United States. That's what's helped get uh, Biden over the line. Now, on the point that you made earlier about more people have voted for Trump, that that's true. Um, despite four years of fucking madness. Trump's vote has gone up by 7 million people um, by, by by popular vote standards. So actually, I think that Biden is the person who has had the most votes in a single election. I think Trump in 2020 might be the second. It's just that it's wild. Um, the turnout it increased so massively. You know, I'm very, very clear that so many people only voted for Biden because they were voting against Trump. Yeah. I still think he was a bad pick. 
although he has won, so I kind of got to eat a bit of humble pie for that. I still think that the Democrats could have been more progressive. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because there are a number of local and state legislatures that passed resolutions in their elections to the effect of Florida, for example, voting for Trump for president, as we said, but also voting to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour, mm. right? Um, other states such as Oregon legalized weed. There were numerous other examples of progressive policies that th- that Biden was effectively too shook to put on his platform passing. Um, we can like get deeper into how that will affect 2022 and 2024, etc. cetera. Um, but is Trumpism just going to disappear because he's lost this election? No, absolutely not. The one thing I think is very important, the, the one thing that I've seen a lot of chat over the last four years and even more specifically in the last week is that Donald Trump is a symptom of America's disease of racism. I think that's bullshit. I think that's a very easy excuse. Donald Trump is really the positive test for the disease of racism. And if it weren't the case that America has had these faults for such a significant amount of time that people were able to find themselves an agent of expression in Donald Trump, he would never have ascended to the presidency. And more significantly, he wouldn't have gained 7 million votes having been in government for four yeah. years. Wild. Um, so w- when people say like Trump's going to disappear or Trump's politics are going to disappear, no, he has gained in engagement. He has gained in popularity. I think we've kind of just got lucky this time that enough people have decided that enough was enough insofar as the economy has been absolutely fucking trashed by coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that is important to me is that America has a problem that were the economy not trashed by his mishandling of coronavirus, enough people don't see his racism and nationalism as an obstruction to vote for him. And if the economy were in a good place, I think he would have won this election by a landslide. Uh, I think that speaks to America's deeper kind of racial societal divides. And if that pasty seasonless unseasoned toupee wearing motherfucker doesn't end up in jail after he comes out of the white house you can guarantee he's going to be in four years time yeah know. can we just talk about so this ain't the last and on, 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 on that note talking about votes can we just dis- discuss like what your thoughts that kanye got like fifty thousand votes i heard it was sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. I, I heard it was sixty thousand. do you know what i'm well, actually can, positively can, can, can surprised I'm um, I thought more people would. I thought more people would vote for him than that. But to me, it speaks to the he, seriousness that Americans took this election with, and I think that's good for democracy. He had to write his own name in into his ballot in in Wyoming, which is where he has land and property, and I, I guess he spends part of his his year living in. Um, I'm not sure many so, people in Wyoming have bought college dropout. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's if that speaks album, to if that speaks to people's lack of understanding as to how they would potentially apply for somebody who isn't apparently who isn't clearly on that ballot sheet um, because he himself had to write his own name into it because he didn't get himself forward in some of the um, in some of the ballots in time. Um, in short, Zav, man, what can I say? Celebrities with a following as as huge as his with fame on the level that he has it, was always going to achieve a certain amount of, of votes. Well, can um, I say how, how messed up that is? Like, to be honest, <laughs> we've seen it already. With, wasn't Donald Trump part of um, Dragon's Den or some shit? Or, yeah. Or uh, he was the apprentice. apprentice. He, was, he was Lord Sugar. Can, can, I, can, I, can I say how, like, how flawed it is that America actually accepts placing us in the hands of people like that to potentially take seriously? For me, 50,000 people. Imagine 50,000 people in a, in a concert or like 
That's a lot of people, bro. Yeah. Like if it, if sixty five sorry sixty five people voted for Kanye, don't be wrong. I'm a big Kanye fan as a creative, like. But that's effed up. But he bastardized politics same way that Trump did, and I think that's ultimately what a lot of people need to be able to access politics. I think it's basically and it, 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 go on. Yeah, no, I, I, not everybody's Johnny V, not everybody's you, not everybody's me when it comes to understanding the inner workings of politics, what it means in terms of policy, um, the structures, local politics, national politics. Some people want it on a very, very simple level. Donald Trump came in on, on buzzwords and, and, and vitriol, but because he didn't sound like politicians, that meant a lot for the average person who had never voted, for bef- voted before, who felt disillusioned by politics as a whole, mm. who don't understand political jargon, even me reading and listening to this stuff all the time, every single time it's um, yeah, yeah. the uh, uh, House of Commons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are these motherfuckers saying half of the time? For most people, even if it is, even if it is as damaging as we're going to create a wall, all Mexicans are rapists, la, da, 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 da. That speaks to people, unfortunately, especially as, you know, as we said before, there are already systemic problems in the country as a whole with regards to race relations, etc. I think there's I think there's a couple of different topics. I think the the main reason that someone like Kanye or or even Donald Trump in the beginning was taken seriously is because there's been a massive blurring of the lines between um commercial well basically news has been commercialized and political news in particular has been commercialized and so political commentators who speak to people's insecurities are able to generate massive advertising revenues and then there's a self-fulfilling circle of political commentators who basically become showbiz personalities. And if you get long enough down the road where political figures are basically TV people, then it makes sense that you can reverse engineer that process and a TV person can become a political figure. And that's effectively what happened with Donald Trump. You know, he took over, again, we spoke about Buhari taking over Nigeria in a low point in in the last episode. Uh, Donald Trump kind of did take over America in a low point um, in, in 2016 insofar as... Obama's economy was kind of trundling along, et cetera, et cetera. But there was a perception that the post-financial crisis policies gave a lot of cheap cash to rich people. So the wealth divide had grown. So when Donald Trump comes out and says shit like, all of your manufacturing jobs are going away to China and the Mexicans are coming and killing your people in the South, people in Michigan, Wisconsin uh, and Pennsylvania in 2016 went, oh, fuck, yeah, no, all of our industrial jobs have gone to China. But that's a bastardization of politics and that's a bastardization of it all, isn't it? For sure, for sure. I mean, that's kind of, that's why it's been able to happen. It's because of the influence of the media. It's because of the commercialization of political discourse. Um, The lines have been blurred between kind of substance and and showbiz. And that's how people like Donald Trump are allowed through the door. I'm just kind of relieved. And that same Donald Trump is somebody... That he's been told to fuck off this time. Yeah. And that same Donald Trump is the same guy that said, what? You know, I want to bring someone to the stage, you know, introducing <laughs> Little Pimp. <laughs> this guy, but fuck oh Little Pump, God. man. <laughs> what a joke, man. Both of them are joke, man. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know Little Pump was even a Trump supporter. What was that? What was that? Yeah, he's, but again, this I what, think he's from Florida, right? But, and yeah, I think but his but background is also... He's Colombian. Colombian, He's Colombian. Yeah, this yeah, is the point yeah. I was making in the last episode. So it actually makes sense. If you were listening to episode two, everything that Johnny said about that specific piece in Florida actually makes sense. And it applies 100% to... To Lil Pimp. And in fact, it, it, it <laughs> applies. And, and the thing of why this is so important is because it's not just in, like Latinos don't just exist in Florida. They exist all over the South. They yeah. exist in Louisiana. They exist in Texas. They exist in Georgia. They exist 100%. in New Mexico. They exist in, in Arizona. They're all over the gap and they're going uh, to Albuquerque, become... Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's what's up. They're going to be, they're going to be a, a more significant part of the electorate going forward, right? And something we were discussing before is that there is, there is somewhat of a applied homogeneity 
to the black American electorate. Okay, and you can agree or disagree, but the evidence is actually that still 90% of black men vote Democrat, 96% of black women vote Democrat. So we can get into the finer points of kind of uh, of contextualizing that homogeneity, but it, it kind of exists. Like really, it kind of exists. The same homogeneity is applied to the Latinx vote, but doesn't account for the fact that there is a massive, well, two things. One doesn't count that there is a massive political spectrum within Latin America. We've got far right governments, far left governments, et cetera, et cetera. We have evangelical communities. We have less religious communities. All these people come from different countries, different backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. But it also doesn't account for the fact that they actually do come from different fucking countries. Yeah. So something I was explaining, explaining before was that the Latinx diaspora in America is much more akin to the black diaspora in the United Kingdom. Insofar as a lot of black Brits have been here majority three or four generations like it's not often you meet a black person in the uk who's got six or seven generations in this country right yeah. and that's very similar to the latinx diaspora mm -hmm. in america whereas black americans have been in the united states for hundreds and hundreds of years that's 14 15 generations of black americans so the reason there is a greater hom homogeneity among the black electorate in america is because they have all been in the same country they are all american they're all americans they just happen to be black <laughs> right but um, the Latin diaspora come from different places. There's no way you can reconcile evangelical Puerto Ricans with Catholic Venezuelans or cosmopolitan Argentinians or atheist Colombians or what. Like there's just there is such a wide variety in the background and experience and culture among the Latinx um, population that you can't really take them as a single voting body in the same way that I think that basically gringos take black people for in America. Gringos. gringos. So Kanye's coming back in 2024. Oh, yeah. Allow it, man. He's saying that. He don't I, reckon, he's not, he's I reckon Joe Rogan needs to be his fucking campaign manager. Bruv, this, that, po <laughs> that, that podcast. Listen, that podcast, I, yeah. Bruv, I listened to that what podcast. Say, I'm, not I'm not running for president. I'm walking. That, <laughs> that, 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 that podcast, I listened to it because you man told me to listen to it, but that was basically a fucking joke thing, Oh, bruv. he is all over the place, bruv. It's, a, it's like a, it like uh, it, for I me that was God like complex on on the last <sighs> episode. I, I I just don't know how to explain it any other way. Like when you have untold wealth and you have yes men around you and you are devoid of any self awareness or any real perspective, whether that's because of mental health issues or just because you know your 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 political alliances have, have changed, you end up you end up like Kanye man. Like this guy has it in his mind somehow that he is a messiah just because at 40 or however old years old he decided that he was going to become a born again christian and that that realliance with with god which is great and i recommend anybody if if that's that way if they're that way inclined with religion to to, to be born again to to do to do reconnect with your faith that doesn't always and shouldn't always um <laughs> result in you deciding that you want to take over um um, one of the biggest economies in the world. Look, for me, the, the, the whole thing about that fucking Kanye podcast was that he basically set out his reasons for wanting to run for office because was because I have received, effectively, I've received a message from God that I should be the leader of the free world, right? And like, there was a very good article I read a while back, which basically says something along the lines of anyone who perceives themselves capable of running a country is probably 
morally and characteristically unfit to do so yeah. because of the level of narcissism and megalomania required in order yeah, to hold that belief. I agree. Facts. But for someone to actually fucking come out and like say it on a podcast and be like, yeah, no, like God says I should lead the free world. Not even just America. Like I need to lead the entire fucking planet. Like this dude is not safe to run fucking much let alone yeah. the fuck let alone the world's biggest economy like the dude needs help man it was fucking sad talk to, to me that. about your boys Av. listen because you, uh, you, you know what right i'm, I'm, so I'm, back I'm your happy boy. i'm happy to let you claim your, you yourself being the biggest kanye west fan at times like this so back your boy you go no listen <laughs> i am listen like I, I can't lie kanye is probably i'm a legacy like kanye fan like, oh. from, like, this is where like, this I is the rats fleeing like, the shit i'm itching to like the rat into the debate listen i mean i'm a legacy kind from like secondary school like one of my older one of my older bros, Orlando, gave me his first mixtape, like way before all fours down and stuff. Like to big him up on that front, on the creative front. But fam, he needs to stay away from this narcissistic approach, this sort of like what do you call it? God what? God complex. God complex yeah. approach. And you know what? When I watch that interview, I always try and find the good right in the things that he says in his interviews. I always try and read between the lines. But that Joe Rogan was just a bunch of bull. Like, I tell you what, when Joe Rogan was sticking it on him in the most professional way possible and was asking him, if anything happened where, like, we escalated, things between us and China escalates um, and you have to then send in the troops, like, who's making that decision? Like, how are you going to make a decision? And then he paused. A couple of seconds silence. So imagine that, but times, like, 10 more seconds, right? That's what he did. And then he tried to, like, Say, oh yeah, I just prayed, and then Joe Rogan was done with him. That wound me up. Joe Rogan ruled him back in. <sighs> but so why did he feel like it was appropriate to pray there and then, like right there? Either way, if he was on like a debate, whatever, like presidential debate, right, and he starts doing shit like that, I'll be honest with you, I've lost confidence in you. If if we're going to like freaking um, Trump's talking about um, investing more into troops and stuff like that, right, right, more constructive things. If you don't know what to do with that and you don't even know how to make a simple, not a simple decision, but how to make a decision that... A decisive decision. A, a decisive yeah. decision, yeah. right? Then I can't trust you, man. Yeah. Like, regardless. And I, feel like, and I feel like, I almost feel like, what's hurtful? So I almost feel like he's running this. Honestly, I, I think that he's running this all from a place of like self-centeredness. Yeah, man. And that is, that he is, gave that, you, he that gave is you all the clues. He was, he was mentioning like, he, uh, he was mentioning like self-actualization. He was oh, mentioning man. all of these things in that. It, it is, it is basically how much can I milk out of this one life that I have? How much can I milk out of my political connects, my, my wealth, my, my, my monetary connects, my corporate connects. He gave us all the clues there, but you know what fucking wound me up? Do you know what wound me up? Tell us. Cause I have been on the I've been on a hill on my own on this whole thing about like mental health, and I think that a lot of people are taking advantage of what is like a mental health wave or a mental health generation, if you want to call that. Mm -hmm. I said last time that there is no way that we can prove or disprove that Kanye West actually has any mental health issues, that he's been given any sort of diagnosis or any sort of um, uh, uh, yeah diagnosis, any any symptoms or whatever. And everybody always looks at me weird whenever I go down this path. Mm -hmm. But there was a moment where he was banging on about the medication that he got given when mm. he was diagnosed with whatever the fuck he was diagnosed with and it made him fat, which is a weird thing to focus on when, you know, like that's, a, that's an unfortunate side effect, but we're dealing with your mental health, so you should be happy. Mm -hmm. But the thing that pissed me off the most was when Joe Rogan asked him, because he was fascinated by this particular thing around medication. Joe Rogan kept on asking him like, why did you take it? Why did you take it? But then Joe asked a specific question, which drugs did they have you on? And he couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I, he, he couldn't remember. He, he was like, he went silent and then he was like, True. Uh, I'm going to need to research that. I'm going to need to research really that. What, like, that was a weird bar to use. Yeah, I need to research yeah, that. Yeah, and like, it's like, bro, this is the drug that you were taking to save your life. The drug that you, you were you prescribed over a period of time. If you, you ever needed that drug in an emergency, most people, most people recognize or remember the drugs yeah. that they but have these to take, times unless the guy, they're taking loads of drugs. But these times, earlier in the episode, the guy's talking about like, I'm so concerned about my health. Like, I'm worried I'm going to be the next Bob Marley. He was killed in hospital. I'm worried I'm going to be the next Bruce oh Lee. He's going to be killed shit, in hospital. Oh, da, da, da. Bruce Lee but, shit but, but, me but, up, bro. But, 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 but then you don't remember what drugs you were prescribed. You like, if you're that paranoid Yo, about waking up dead in hospital, like you don't remember that, what they're giving to you. Uh, bro. Like, it's my chat, bro. It's my chat. That just makes me feel like everything that comes out of his mouth, and fuck it, I'll bring him into it. I'm going to rope him into this. And the freaking Kardashians. Yeah. Like, I just feel like a lot of it's probably just fabricated. Yes. Like, but I don't believe that he had problems yes, with his missus. So. Yes, so. Yes, so. Yes, so. Wait, no, wait. I, I definitely don't think he had lies. Huh? I don't think he had any problems with his missus, to be honest with nope. you. To the point where they're, they're bringing divorce. But I just feel like they just do. And, and, and if, right, and this is someone talking from a place of like I've experienced like mental health mm-hmm. issues, right, in yeah. the past. Yeah. If he's then capping about a lot of it, that's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's an easy thing to do. Like, if you, you can't lie about having cancer or lie about having your arm broken mm-hmm. or your leg needing amputation. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm 95%, for example, of people who say they have mental health issues are lying. They're probably not, because I think we have a mental health pandemic, which is far- a crisis. Yeah, a crisis, which is far more reaching than any fucking corona mm-hmm. pandemic, right? But that's another issue. I do think there are people who are utilizing this wave- to add a certain, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? You had a victim complex to your persona. Absolutely. It's mm. clout. Unfortunately, mental mm. health has almost become as clouty as yeah. as a inflammatory a tweet and delete. That's a take. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it it I becomes that. a take. Um, but look, man, if he is going through that shit, this is all speculation on my side. I'm happy to wear the badge here and be on this hill on my own because mm-hmm. I think that he is, he is gassing like a lot of people are gassing about I'm this actually stuff. so surprised that he, but, there's that conspiracy that he only got he only got allowed to be like in the in the in the ballot or in the elections because it was like Trump's way of like, like I don't know how to put it but basically using Kanye as a distraction or like a decoy or or, or bait to make people not like the aspect of a, another celebrity in a sense in the elections and basically skewing people like redirecting people towards the Trump vote. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I said, that's an angle I haven't heard before. Yeah. For me, he was running because if he's Donnie's boy, then he can take some of the black vote from Biden. That was yeah. the reason that he would have run for yeah. me. I haven't heard mm. this yeah. additional showbiz person. I ain't vote for Kanye. I'm sorry. But man. he's going to be back in 2024. Um, Why? And plus, he's doing uh, too much. He's, he's to already the- said it. After he uh, he tried to make light of it in the aftermath of the 60,000 or 50,000 votes that he had, he tweeted about it. 2024, he's coming. The positive thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, especially for our American listeners, is he's going to be up against some pretty shit hot um, Democrats. I think the Democratic Party, um, as it stands today in 2020, is going to be completely different in 2024. Um, Tugging on to what Johnny said before about whether or not Biden is a right choice or a wrong choice. I think he is a sort of steadying the boat choice. Um, we've all seen the the range of talent that the Democrats have. They fucked themselves over royally mm-hmm. in the run up to Biden actually um, being the man, so to speak. But 
they're going to get their shit in order because in the next four years for the Democrats, I will say are probably going to be four of the most important years um, in democratic history because that nasty party are going to strategize. They're going to come back stronger. It's going to be a nicer, less inflammatory version of Donald Trump, but he's going to be just as much a savage. Um, and if we don't want that recoil, the recoil that we got after Barack Obama, then the Dems are going to have to really, really get their shit in order quickly. But the best thing for me is if he decides to run, if Trump decides to run in 2024 and does like some kind of Ross Perot 1986 third party option, he just completely bastardizes the Republican ticket and takes half the votes off the GOP, then it basically just locks in another four years of Democratic presidency, right? But the most important thing isn't necessarily presidency. The thing is that the Republicans still have the majority in the Senate. Yeah. So as much as we're all happy and joyful that Biden appears to have locked off the executive branch of government, the legislature legislative is still unsure. And it's going to come down to a double runoff in Georgia. Like the this is again, this is basically the World Cup final going to penalties. It's fucking mad that a single state is going to have a double runoff in itself, let alone the fact that a double runoff is going to define who controls the Senate. So January 5th is going to be the next vote. And um, you can go and check the names out on Wikipedia, check the names out on Google, check what's happened. But David Perdue versus John Ossoff wasn't settled in in a head-to-head vote. And there was also a four-way fight for the other seats in the um, in the Georgia election um, that wasn't settled either. And so we're going to have a double fight January 5th. And we're now going to get basically unlimited coverage in the state of Georgia. I mean, I probably don't think they're going to... I don't think the Dems are going to take two. They might take one. But there's a decent chance that with all the national coverage and spending that's about to come, um, that we may end up with a Democratic majority in the Senate. And it's kind of really only if the Dems can get a majority in the Senate that we get this progressive policy platform that we're all hoping for from a Biden administration. Can somebody in the American press call this thing for fuck's sake so we can all get on with our lives? Nobody wants to be sued. Yeah, no one wants to be sued, but look, man, like, come but, on. But also, just can, I, call can, I, can I just say that fucking hell, if Fox News, the first network to say that it's done for Biden, I'm going to need four to six minutes on my own in the bathroom and it, like it's going to be fucking mad. Like if CNBC... What are you going to do, Johnny? Are we 18 plus podcast? Uh, definitely. Um, <laughs> I am E45 in it out, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Fact. No, no, but like, but like, oh, don't even shit. cut that. <laughs> no, that's not getting cut. That's not getting cut. That's not bruv, getting cut. Bruv, I'll say that again with the whole chest, bruv. Like, are you mad if Fox News are the first network to bin Trump? Oh my days, bruv. I'm getting gassed. 100%. Johnny's going to steam up his bathroom. 100. Leave that shower running. 100. Are you Get the a, E45 you won't room even need, temperature so you, it's nice you won't, and... You won't, even, you, won't even, you won't even need a yo, shower no, for the yo, steam, cuz. No toilet roll. No toilet roll. Just <laughs> get the shower it's afterwards. It's a party, innit? Like, no, it's a party. Was, Wherever it goes, where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was in the shower afterwards. That's why, they, that's, why, that's why they invented bleach. I swear to <laughs> But anyway, um, oh, yeah, man. cool. Listen, anyway, like I said, yeah, Kanye, I love you, but please, just, just stick to Bro, chill, bruv. Chill, No, 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 chill. Go and sit down, motherfucker. Uh, don't be, bro. don't, don't try and be a jack of all trades. Handle Universal, bro. handle Yeezy, handle Gap. Freaking take care of your family. Bro. This is important. Chill, bro. What no, you're saying is important. important. Talk hand, because handle like, those things. Those things are on the ground. Yeah, innit? man. That's where people need you. Kanye West has been, been great. Be. Kanye West has been great at a few things: music, fashion, and footwear. Okay, he's not really all that interested in music anymore. 
but he still makes great footwear and it's clearly seen as a pioneer and an important person in fashion, as you can see from the gap deal. Focus, my friend, on where your cloth is the thickest, my friend. But he's not Excuse even, the pun. He's not even that interested in fucking politics, bruv. The he's guy, not, and that's my point, right? The guy, the guy just wants, basically, he's got this like bizarre fucking evangelical hard-on in uniting the world <laughs> under Jesus. Like... I'm sorry, but like, which is going to play to a lot of a lot of people who voted for Trump, by the way. Yeah, so and I hear smart, that. Yeah, and I hear but that. But like, like we'll get we're going to get deeper into like religion, and spirituality in the context of lockdown later. But like, unfortunately, well, the first thing is that America is constitutionally a secular state. There is the freedom of expression of multiple religions. It's not a Christian country. Okay. Second thing is that unfortunately, and this goes back to the question that Joe Rogan asked him about, like, what would you do the Chinese invade? Like, unfortunately, we don't have the time for God to decide where to engage the military Facts. in the case of national defense. Like when you are in control of the world's largest army and in control of the world's largest economy, more importantly, when you're in control of people's fucking lives, as Mike Tyson says, that's big boy shit, right? We don't have the time for a fucking pretender who is acting on the whim <laughs> of a message that God sent him to run the world. Right. Like, right. I'm sorry, we just don't. We don't, bruv. Kanye, you're a fucking guy. You made a couple albums. I don't particularly think your shit's hot anymore. I get that a lot of people love you and buy your trainers and whatnot. But I beg you do your thing in it. Where you can make pee, make your pee, cuz. But unless you actually, unless you actually want to engage in this politics thing, unless you want to educate yourself and learn about public policy, don't get involved, cuz. I'm not about Yo, this. I'm like, really not laughing at you, yeah. but you mentioned Mike Tyson, man. As it's soon it. as anybody mentions Mike Tyson, that meme, that gif, or that video comes. I broke up. my I'm back. Broken. My back. My back is broken. My back like, is well, broken. What do you mean? Is it like vertebrae? Spinal. Spinal. Right, listen, speaking he's fighting of, Roy yeah. Jones Jr. Though he's, he's, he's actually, fighting, he's fighting listen, soon, bro. I'll, I'll bro let, him against Roy Jones yeah. Jr. I don't know what they're doing, bro. You, right? Big boy shit. I'll be bro. honest with you, yeah. No cap, yeah. If I was to pick any sort of like celebrity, yeah, I would consider Mike Tyson as um, my 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 as what? Is, is as the politician, not president. Eh? Listen, he's actually. Have you listened? To, have you listened to? His, what are actually, you saying? No, Secretary of he's got of more, boxing listen, or something, bro. He's got more rationale and intelligence. Right, uh, his Joe Kanye. Rogan podcast was lit. To be fair, listen, his one was he went on Joe Rogan. Yeah, that no, was no, interesting. No. I don't Do like the hot boxing, hot boxing, Mike Tyson's hot boxing. boxing. So how are you going to tell me that guy's not freaking intelligent, bro? No, he's but an intelligent guy, bro. But he, intelligent guy, he, but he's, more, he's but I reckon, he smokes mad weed and intimidates weed, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, so imagine him going into a meeting. Imagine him going to to a meeting with Putin and Putin trying to like run off a couple bars, like a couple snide remarks. Just stop him, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you're Putin. <laughs> who, who the fuck you talking to? No, come on, Vladimir. Yo, this is big boy shit. This is big boy shit. You want to talk shit? We go outside. We can fucking settle this in a minute. You <laughs> can settle this in a minute. Italian Tyson over there. I'll break, I'll break your spinal. <laughs> Michelangelo Tyson, bro. No, but no, dead serious here. Yeah. All jokes aside, yeah. Okay, I, I might have been capping about having him run for like president or politician, but Mike Tyson is actually a really intelligent. And emotionally, he's a thoughtful guy, I bro. love Mike Tyson. It has yeah, to yeah. be said. Yeah, facts. It has to be he's said. Like, I, I rewatched that uh, his his sort of biography film or documentary regularly. I think he is such a tormented, but a tormented sweetheart, right? Like, if you really understand his story and all of that stuff aside difficult. with what, what happened, come up. yeah, exactly. Like everything up, that he bro. went through really, really does explain Hard, where he man. is right now. Um, and look, man, you can't take that many hits to the head without it having some really, really long lasting effects. But with him, I just see an example of somebody who is completely in ownership of 
the things that he has done wrong, the things that he mm-hmm. needs to better in his life. He's been through some of the worst trauma, like the shit that happened to his, his daughter who died in his house and all this other stuff. He's been through it. I love Mike Tyson, but I don't want him near the office. <laughs> Facts. And same Stay with Kanye, away from bruv. any office. No, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye yeah. bruv. Sorry, bruv. I can't. No, no, like, no, no, this, no. Kanye, Anyway. Off, Kanye, fire All right, let's draw a line um, on that shit because something close to home um, has happened that we want to talk about for a bit um, because... Yeah, um, there's no running away from it. We are in in, in a lockdown again. Um, what do you know about luck off? Um, Everything luck off. And here we are. We want to talk about it from a slightly different angle because we weren't ready for lockdown in March, right? We didn't know what it meant. Facts. We didn't know what how long it was going to last. People were struggling to get fucking tissue and shop for their homes. So it was just pandemonium for mm-hmm. the most part for a lot of people. Once it settled down, things got slightly better and people got used to it, but... The angle that we kind of want to go through it on, in this perspective is just just discussing like how we are personally dealing with with lockdown, given that we are three men who who have slightly different um, situations at home, um, how we're going to do things differently this time, how we're going to maneuver through this lockdown to preserve our mental and physical well-being. Um, so who wants to start, man? Between the three of us, we've got um, someone who lives alone, someone who lives with a flatmate, and someone who lives with a family. So I think that most people listening to this will fall into one of those three yeah. uh, regions. Um, I actually kind of want to start with Zav. The experience of living alone in lockdown. What did you do last time? How did you cope? And how do you think that you're better prepared for lockdown two? What are you going to do this time? Um, hard life in lockdown one. I wasn't prepared, to be honest with you. It all happened so quickly and intense where I, I actually started my new job. In February, I was there for a month and then we're told to work from home. And you know, like as a trader, mm-hmm. working from home is a myth. Like It's not really it's, doable. It's not really doable. And like it's never been done really before mm-hmm. at like a grand scale. So then I had to sort of shift and work from learning new strategies, learning new people, how the portfolio managers work and stuff, to like doing that, but remotely from home. Whilst also trying to get used to just living, like just spending the whole day in, Essentially, isolation. Mm -hmm. Isolation at its finest, right? And um, week one, I was sort of like, yeah, I can get used to this, blasting Travis Scott, you know, while trading (laughs) and stuff, just Mm -hmm. kicking it. But then you realize that, like, I've actually gone for the whole day, really, apart from, like, speaking to, like, brokers and stuff on the phone. Like, I've gone for the whole day, almost 18 hours. I'm not speaking to anyone. Did you feel lonely? Yes, I did feel lonely, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Um, I felt lonely. I felt lonely before I realized I was lonely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I started, like... Do you feel like you realised too late that no, you were no, I, no, I alone time. or whatever? No, no, no. I realised on time. Um, once I got through, like, do you remember, like, things like Tiger Tiger Kingdom? Tiger King. Tiger King. Tiger King. Last yeah. Dance. And, like, Joe I got Exotic. Through, yeah, I got through Tiger King, Last Dance, through those things. You can have sly, like, engagements and stuff. Like, we chat to people online or, like, just on, like, on social media and stuff, right? Yeah, man. But it shows you want to watch with people, though, man. Yeah, like, exactly, man. But you know what? You're not so mad. So after I realised all of that, that's when, to be honest with you, the birth of Zavi Art happened. So the like, birth. So literally, I, I was thinking about ways, like, and mind you, I only finished my sessions, right? Like with um through like therapy and stuff like a mm-hmm. couple of months before then. Okay. Right. So like I was still in the place where like I felt like being by myself was probably one of the worst things to go on because I have nothing but me and my thoughts. And you if, if if you don't mind, we don't need to get into it, but for a very brief top line, what were your therapy sessions for? Uh, for for mixture of things so from for depression, 
Um, I found that through that as well, that I had PTSD, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, developed imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm fine, ladies and gentlemen. Like I'm, I'm no, good. for real. Like we should, like yeah, this. To be honest, like went, this, fine the, boy, no this is kind of this, this is kind of the section of the poll we wanted to keep very real. Like yeah, I yeah, have yeah. also suffered from depression, also suffer with anxiety disorder. Yeah. Like I think it, the reason I still suffer. Through this exhibition that's gone on, yeah. I've realised that I still have it in me. For sure. Yo, so, but, but what medication are you taking for it? Do you remember? <laughs> Mate, and no, no, honestly, no, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't even take no like medication. But I'm, tr- so I'm totally anti those things. I've taken antidepressants and stuff yeah. before, and they probably do worse thing than good, to be honest no, with you. Of course. But, yeah, so yeah. I take, like, I can t- I've got, got a name, but it's like Stress Diva or something. It's like a... Um, v, I'll take a picture and we can post it. At least you remember it, mate. Is that it's called st- stress adiva or something? It's like a vegan sort of plant based, yeah, yeah, yeah. a de stressor, and um, that's quite good for you. And Jingseng, you put it under your tongue. Yeah. I just, um, I just wanted to add that, like, we got very deep and political in the last episode. This episode, like, all three of us are kind of we're all deep, deep, deep into the mental health thing. We understand that the yeah, lockdown, yeah. the the effect of lockdown is very heavy on people's mental health. So we, if we even make one person feel better for this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. we feel like we've done a job and actually we some of the best messages that we've got is that people have been going through hard times over the last couple of months and they've told us that our podcast has kind of made them laugh for the first time in a yeah, while yeah, so, like, man. so the, this uh, this part might get quite deep but it's on purpose and yeah, we yeah, hope yeah. that you don't shy away from the challenge of listening to a difficult experience but Xavi you you were saying that you basically yeah, so discovered basically, your art as a coping mechanism yeah exactly so basically um Week two went by. I think I believe it was like December the twin December December. Uh, it was like March the twenty uh, second or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're all done with the house party app and whatnot, and literally <laughs> that was wild. That, that two that, weeks of a house party was wild. All that excitement that happened before like, they said that the China or the Russians were in control. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, that's what scared <laughs> me away. I'm not gonna lie. But like around that period, I really thought to myself, right? I remember my therapist used to tell me, you know, you you doodle quite well, and like. You should use this as like a catalyst. Like Is why your therapist do you, why that told do you, you that? Yeah. So much. Wow. She said, like, why do you, no, but she said it in passing. Like she didn't even tell me like you should do this. Okay. But saying that your she was basically saying that your um doodles, why do you doodle? And I was like, I doodle because I'm just expressing my moods. And to be honest with you, when I'm trading, I doodle as like a is that my um stress reliever. Stress reliever slash ritual that I'll do before making a big decision. I'll just okay. doodle my just sort of de stress and express. That's interesting. And um but People would always say to me, including my therapist, like, you should do something with this. Like, this mm-hmm. is actually sick. I'm like, shut up, whatever. And then I thought to myself, it's a bit you know, rude, what? Isn't it? <laughs> not shut up, man. Shut you up, should like, do this, Sav. It's great. Shut, shut up, up man. Yeah, shut, shut up, shut up man. You sh- so, shut. Now, listen. I had a scary, then, I had a then, scary Indian geezer as my therapist. I never turned shut up. He banged me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, um, but then, like, two of my boys came over. No, sorry, I, I p- picked up this canvas from under my bed. I had for time. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start something. I'm going to talk about the experience of your mindset and your physical and how that can change through experience through time. And I'm going to name it New Shapes. And I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Played around with different things. Picked up a couple of paints from the shop that was open around the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, and two of my boys came over. They were like, this is actually sick. Who did this? And I'm like, me. Mate, make a gram. Do something with it. Like, mm-hmm. this is sick. And you've got a good message behind that can help others. So fast forward six months, freaking, and like 20 plus paintings later, I found that that was my mechanism. That was my way of dealing with it. And I'm saying this because for those who live alone, I feel like it's never too late to try and find your outlet. Even if your outlet is perfecting the way you scramble your eggs in the morning and you do that day in, day out, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to see the end of this lockdown, Mm -hmm. seeing some sort of progress that you're fucking happy with. Amen. Like, and... And finding whatever it is, whether you're using it to unearth your passion or even just sometimes I feel like 
there's been a lot of people talking about, okay, lockdown's happened. Loads of people have like found their talents. Loads of people like unearthed new initiatives, like even us with, with this podcast. Mm-hmm. But no one really talks about people who actually take time to slow down, Facts. right? Mm-hmm. While the world is slowing down, a lot of people have sped up with their passions, their thoughts, their this and that, including us. But I really want to take time for people to understand that it's okay to also slow down. Um, people like me, people are, for as long as people have known me since I was like 18, I've always been somebody's on the go, always doing something. I've even taken an element of that. Fair enough, I'm using that slowdown and that down, downtime to paint. But at the same time, I find that I'm more stationary than I am mobile, you know? And I think that's healthier for... Um, yeah both myself and other people in our situations. But that's basically my outlet, Big Up Art. That's my freaking therapy. Um, big up everyone that came down to the exhibition. Hey. Um, mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot more where that came from, a Don't lot know. of good stuff on the way. And um, and yeah, like that's basically locked down from my bachelor's crib and I'm gonna. So well, so I wanted to ask from, from, from the perspective of someone living alone, did you set yourself a daily routine or did you kind of wing it day by day? Did you set yourself goals to achieve and were they big or small? So it's so funny because I would say to you that I didn't set goals, but I actually did. I'm always like a goal setting type of person. Mm-hmm. But um, I just told myself, I wrote down the list. I had visions of all these different things I want to paint and the reasons why I want to paint them. And it all come from a deep place in my heart and my brain. And I said, I'm going to get all these done before I do an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, how my day sort of went, I purposefully traded first, do my day job, and then I will, I might think about art and like scribble down ideas, but I would actually use my evening as that's like my playtime. And mm-hmm. that's a way for me to sort of, that's my escapism, mm-hmm, you know? Yep. And I thought it was important to do that because the moment I started, maybe like, there might be like one or two days where I, if it's super dead, like in the summer, you know, it's in trading, mm-hmm. it's dead in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like I might paint a little bit during the day while I'm trading, mm-hmm. but then there's nothing to look forward to in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that balance, right, is important. So like, yeah, to answer your question, I did sort of have a structured routine. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start, it was sort of was winged, but um, I found myself very quickly setting myself into a routine what I was happy with and it worked for me. And yeah, go And on. Uh, did you have dark moments on your own? And if you did, what did you do to get over them? 100%. Um, first of all, I cried. Um, mm-hmm. that's the realist facts um, I have some really traumatic experiences from my past mm-hmm. that um, probably creep up the most when I'm alone mm-hmm. um, and very normal when you're and when very you're, normal. And when you're, when you're alone I feel like I mean, when you're alone and you're ready you're somebody who finds it hard to articulate your feelings mm-hmm. to other people trust me that shit hits you like a, a motherfucker 100%. but um once I got over that, to be honest with you, like, and, and through that, the birth of a lot of paintings that you've probably seen today came mm-hmm. from that, i.e. Rio's World, um, Stronger Than Yesterday, George Floyd, um, all these things I just couldn't take um, from the reality that we're living in. Um, and, and that's it, man. I started to get back into meditation. Um, I probably could be a bit more consistent with that mm-hmm. and not just use it when I need it. Um, but yeah, you'd be surprised, man, the amount of like habits that you pick up on to deal with things, because at the end of the day, bro, like... If anything happens to me, it's just basically me in the yard. Like no one else to mm-hmm. help me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I've just I just had to sort of adapt to things. Call my mama, call my peoples. And um I'm probably missing one or two more crucial things. 
Yeah, uh, like turning on your last scene on your WhatsApp, innit? So I know when the fucking. <laughs> nah, I can't do that. No, you gotta do that shit. No, no, you gotta do that shit, bro. I hate you, motherfuckers. It's rude. Leave your last scene on. Nah, nah everybody, just leave your last scene on, bruv. I'm not asking you to reply to me straight away. Just let me know you got it. Yeah, exactly. Let me know you got it. Let me know where the fuck you are at, man. Like, what the hell? Nah, that last scene thing, yeah, it's bogus, fam. Nah, it's not bogus. It's bogus. My last scene is on. If I don't reply to you immediately, you're gonna live with that. It's for people who. I'll get back to you soon. It's for people who've got multiple numbers off hinge. And it can't be revealed in the goods at the same again, time. All you man, all again, you man again, who are like, yeah. who are running away from your entanglement. Listen, again, yeah. Can I, can I say this, yeah? Trying to detangle. Can you say, yeah? Let, let, let's say it straight, yeah? Listen, I don't do the things. I'm, I'm incognito. Before I had this... <laughs> I hate motherfuckers. I hate motherfuckers. It's all before, like this. Before, oh, I had, before I had this art thing, no one seen me on social, any platform. So even on... That cap? Even, even on WhatsApp. Even cap, on WhatsApp, a little bit of cap. No, no, no. Because you've you flirted with IG before, innit? Like, nah, bro, on your thing. On Facebook, your thing, you had a bit a of Facebook. Little, a little cam- All right, Facebook. Yeah, well, come on, man. That's what answers Don't forget we go back, Zav. Listen, that's what Man like Kanye over here. Mean? But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just don't... I like to have an element of just... Fam, all that last scene stuff, that's too accessible, fam. It's not, bro. It's too accessible. But Oh, my God, trust but, me. No, yeah, obviously, yeah, you, you yeah, turn, I, you turn I, off I'm the last sorry. scene. Turn off the last scene, because no, no, that's no. that's mad. That's mad chat. I don't want people knowing when the last time I opened up that. Yeah, that's mad. Why? Sometimes I'm trying to answer mums. Yeah, I'm not trying to chat to you, innit? Like, that's, that's a then don't thing. chat to them. That's why, yeah, but that's, I think that's kind we of We kind of got to stop molly coddling everybody. If I don't that's reply to leave you immediately, on, there's yeah. a reason. That's where I leave on the blue text. That ticks, might be a it? very good reason or a very shit reason, but yeah. God damn it, it's my reason. God damn it. All right, look, so we've anyway. done we've done the single bachelor and big up yourself for, for speaking openly Thanks, about man. that. I think that's powerful chat. Thanks, you, man. Rich, talk us through the experience of being a parent in lockdown and not only being a parent, but living with a partner. Yeah, it's busy. Um, the only thing that, that makes Separate it the different. two if you can, because not everyone's going to have a kid, but a lot of people will be living with their others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the reality is, is that I am lucky in some respects um, to not have to necessarily go through directly many of the things that Zav spoke about um, that relates to being in a house on your own with your thoughts when you're not busy, right? Because when I'm at home, I'm always busy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've always got something on. Um, there's always something going on with regards to my my family life. So in many respects, I can't actually ever switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes with some of its own challenges and some of its own ills um, as well. But at the start of the lockdown in March, I kind of approached it with a, with, with a level of positivity um, that I felt was necessary. Um, I didn't know much about it. I wasn't mm-hmm. as researched on it early doors as as I then became. I became a little bit obsessed with, with, with all of the finer details around COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera. But then everything kind of just went out of the window when my dad passed away two weeks in. Um, so rest in peace, uncle. So you know what I mean. So so imagine like imagine being in a situation when you've got a global pandemic, but you also just don't even really feel like you don't even feel like you're on this planet anymore because your your brain is moving at 100 miles an hour. Things have just rocked. It was just like a it was just like a random a, a the, random Saturday. There's a unique numbness. Yeah. To losing a yeah yeah yeah. Sure. It was a re- it was a random Saturday. Um, I was cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. I actually spoke to Zav while I was cleaning the house. And funny enough, while yeah. while Zav was was speaking to me on the phone, he I was he was in Dulwich and he saw my brother who also lives in Dulwich, and we had a sort of freeway conversation. It was just like any other day. It was great. It was sunny. It was it was it was a nice day. Your brother was going for a walk. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother was going for a walk, and then like, and then everything turned upside down around half nine that that evening when I got the call from my mum, and everything mm-hmm. changed. I I found myself fast forward. I found myself coming back to to a household where, you know, 
my responsibilities were still as thick as ever. They were still as strong. You don't you don't get to like you know partition or or, or pause the you know, the other duties that you have in your life. I only had a couple of weeks off work as well, so wasn't even necessarily in the right frame of mind to return there. But I also had to return to work after a certain bit. Um, so it was just heavy. Everything about the lockdown period just felt heavy. I felt a physical weight on me mm-hmm. um, um, and a mental weight, obviously, as well. Anybody who knows me probably noticed a shift in my extracurricular productivity, if you want to call it. And extracurricular, by that, I mean anything that isn't necessarily like my day job, um, as I've alluded to before. Like, I've always been an artist, a musical artist, but I kind of put that on the backbone a little bit as as my passion in that kind of waned a little bit for various different reasons that I won't get into. But all of my creative ideas and anybody who knows me knows that I am very, very creative and I've got a lot of ideas um, they just, they were, they were just coming out of me. They were coming out of me. Um, so my only way of really maneuvering through lockdown was to embrace all of these things that were happening. I was making more music than ever. I was writing more music than ever. Um, I came up with a concept for an amazing podcast, which you guys are listening to right now with, with, with two of my friends, like, and these are all things that I felt like were, were, were messages sent to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they had to come out. I felt like, I felt like God was telling me, like, you need these things or you're going to crumble. So I embraced those things. It made me knackered, don't get me wrong, because again, family life is still there. Still got a little ute running around, like, craving attention. He's he's less than two years old at the time, it, so it's all just a bit mad. He needs more attention, etc. Like, there was a lot on, but the way I managed it was just, honestly, was just through perspective. I've I've done therapy as well. You know, I've I've been through traumas in my life as well. Um, and the only way that I've really addressed that is by, is by working through it, powering through it. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that's not the right way to do it, lads. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely convinced that that's not mm-hmm. the right way to approach it because there's a lot to be said for slowing down, as I've said. But I only found myself being able to slow down really five months after my dad died when we were actually able to bury yeah. him. You feel me? That's when I came back and from I, Nigeria. And I, know, and I noticed the change yeah. as well. You have the closure. You feel me? The weight came off. The minute I landed on London soil, the weight was gone. It was gone. Um, and I was able to genuinely pause everything for a bit and just focus on the basics. So it's something that you mentioned specifically in, in what you were just saying, but I'll, I'll open the question up to have because it's something I've heard from a lot of other people. Do either or both of you, man, feel like you got closer to your spirituality in lockdown? Yes. Yes and no. Go on, Zeph, first. So yes, because I think there's beauty in a lot of like negative stuff that comes with isolation. But I feel like through isolation, you're you're in a better place to understand self. And if you understand self, then you can understand the inner you. And if you understand the inner you, then you're going to be more in tune with I would say like your third eye or like your your higher calling in a sense and your higher being. So does um, the spirituality to you mean kind of internal knowledge or, or, I feel like, or I religious feel like, expression? No, I feel like spirituality for me is more internal knowledge. Okay. And probably you you'll be you being more in tune with um with your inner self, which is also a reflection of the higher being, you know what I mean? For me spirituality is mainly to do with being in tune with nature, being in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. um, being more conscious and in a sense having that sort of understanding of the gravi- the gravity of God, you know? Okay. Um, I, I feel like that's enhanced when a lot of things that distract us are stripped away, i.e. 
the Ned on a Thursday or Rocker on a on a on a Wednesday Ooh. or you know what I mean just, just, just a busy to and from work flicking through your phone. A lot of these things are actually stripped away from my daily routines. For real. We're left with things that actually are probably more relevant to our day to days, i.e. work, but then food and then routine. I feel like know? it's given people a sense of perspective on the material versus yeah. the material. Yeah. Like what what is materially important versus what our material do you, do you, yeah. yeah, I got rid of all kinds of shit, man. I, I, cleared, I cleared out my house. I cleared out my 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 friends lists. It sounds it sounds savage, but I cleared out a lot of dead wood in many, many respects in my life. And that brought a, a certain level of inner zen. Um, uh, yeah. But ultimately... I had a lot of my spirituality for most of my life has been linked to to religion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I was questioning God like a motherfucker. So do you feel you got closer or further away? In some respects, I did get closer, but it's without not without questioning a lot of the things that had happened. Like mm-hmm. I I kept on you know anybody who knows my family know that we're just like the most blessed family. Like we've always been loving, we've always been caring, we've always given the shirts off our backs to other people. Um, and you know, my dad was a great man. So when he dies the way he dies, even though there's a big story that we won't get into, mm-hmm. you do start questioning a lot of things mm-hmm. when it happens at the start of a pandemic. You do start questioning a lot of things when you can't get out and bury him. You do start questioning a lot of things. So mm-hmm. at the same time, and I'm not super religious, but even as a person who has grown up in a religious household, and even if that's waned a little bit personally, religiously, you do remember that you're not supposed to question a lot of things mm-hmm. religiously because mm-hmm. that's not the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't help it. Mm. Um, so in many respects, my spirituality was sort of the personal spirituality that I linked to keeping as Zen, I was able to focus on and improve. But this part of my spirituality that is linked to religion, I was at odds with quite a bit. Okay, interesting. Because yeah. w- one thing I feel like I've seen over say Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it feels like people are a lot more comfortable with expressing yeah. their religion, their spirituality. Like compared now to a year ago, you feel, I feel like I see a lot more people giving thanks to God yeah. or giving thanks to a higher being, um, praising whatever God's existence is, et cetera, et cetera. And from the perspective of someone who's a relatively secular Jew, yeah, uh, always been very culturally Jewish. Again, anyone who knows me knows that like I'm, I am basically the token Jew that, that most people know. Yeah. Um, like, do I feel like I got closer to God? Not sure. Not necessarily. Yeah. Do I feel like I became more of a cultural Jew? Yeah, probably. Probably. And I was already very fucking brazen about like, yeah. I'm Johnny the Jew. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's always been my brand from day one. Like, that's what's up. Yeah. But I think actually having like, tried to contextualize it or study it. And I think this is maybe an experience that both of you guys can, can relate to maybe through a different expression, but I feel like being more in touch with my culture Judaism is an expression of isolation, wanting to cure itself with association. And I feel like if I were able to reach out to other Jews, um, who kind of feel the same way in a culturally collegiate sense, then I feel less isolated. If I can relate to more people who are like me, if I can understand my experience and share that, share mm. that solitude with other people, then you feel less alone. Um, yeah. And I don't know yeah. how, how, I don't know, maybe as either black men or Brits or artists or whatever manifestation that feels. But to me, like my manifestation was like, yeah, I do feel, I, I kind of like, I'm down to I'm down to connect with more Jews than I probably would have done before. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of Jewish friends I can hook up with. 
I mean, we probably know each other already. Just to connect with, you know. No, but I hear that. But for me, for me, the point, the point that I was trying to get with this kind of like with this segment was like, everyone feels alone in lockdown. Whether you live alone, whether you live with a flat mouth, fortunate to live with a but yeah, we got to circle back to you and how you've dealt with it living in your living situation, having a housemate in your crib. Yeah, man. So like, I guess I'm. For the demographic of people who listen to our pod, I'm probably the most common use case. Like, I live with a flatmate. Yeah. I don't have a missus or a kid. Uh, shout out, Max. Shout out, Max. Although it wasn't Man Max, like. I was li- it wasn't Max who I was living with at the time. Shout oh. out, Ant. Oh, shout out, Ant. Big Ant. So I don't live with a missus, although yeah. I get that a lot of people do. And even if you do with, live with your missus without a kid, I guess that your example is probably closer to mine than it is to Rich's. Mm. Um I live with an other, right? Yeah. My example of lockdown, firstly, is worth saying, was kind of bastardized by the fact that I was able to go into work every day. Yeah. I wasn't stuck in the house. That's mad, by the way. Been in the office since day one. That's crazy. So um, that itself, that, that's kind of not a unique experience. I think the one thing that I wanted to touch on from my experience of living with a flatmate that I think a lot of other people will feel is that you often, like, for, again, first thing, living alone, living with a flatmate, living with a family, there is a lot of isolationism with the experience of lockdown yeah. even if you're locked down with other people you do feel alone 100 and you feel alone because there's only so much of someone else you can take yeah, yeah, yeah and then you retreat and then you feel alone right so however it manifests itself like there is a lot of lonely feeling okay? and so much porn hub you can do as well let's be honest. i mean by the time you've watched enough autumn fools videos <laughs> oh my god it's done. That shout out autumn fools you might have lying if you don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, if you pretend you don't know, you're just lying. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah, thing. Yeah. I know the thing. I know the Come thing. I'm more of an OG Sarah J, Gianna Michaels what? type. Anyway, we, we moved <laughs> on. Move <laughs> on. Big, big <laughs> hands, no, big try, hands, try, big waists. Maybe China Trump. I don't know. No. Oh, okay. I thought you. That's niche. Still. That's very Shit. niche. Bridget B. <laughs> Bridget B is fucking fuego. <laughs> fuego. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Virtual spuds. Listen, listen. Move on, 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 move on. The point I was trying to make wow. is that, like, <laughs> the one we thing. Pause, pause, pause. No, 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 no. No, 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 no pausing. We keep it going, but I'm just saying, pause. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Say, do you know what? The first I'm just time a man. ever that reference or th- that sort of reference that Ariel has made. And do you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a bit of an alone hype here, but shout out Pornhub for getting man and woman through isolation and through 100%. lockdown because like it's, it's a healthy thing you, you have to do you have to do your thing bro you know what I mean like oh man whatever <laughs> These as, long times, as, it's, Bar- as long as it's wholesome wholesome yo, they've, yo, they've as long as it's wholesome wholesome pornography the Boris is telling you you yo, can't link your thing from down the corner well. you have Lit. to you have to get yours you yeah, know what I mean, mean, I mean. You have to get yours, but anyway anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um Firstly, so we're going to come on with coping mechanisms of lockdown later but Pornhub's definitely one of them we've just basically jumped the gun on that one but the one thing I wanted to say was like Living with someone else, like it can be tough because, you know, when you live on your own, um, you've kind of internalized the concept of being alone for a period of time. I lived alone before I got a flatmate. I was very happy to do so. Um, I enjoyed that period of my life. But that's the kind of conscious decision you take. You don't expect to have emotional support from other people close. You may reach out to people from a distance. It's not the same, but you've already kind of prepared yourself for that experience. If you live with a family and you've got a kid, uh, specifically in the example where you've got a kid, you know, there is a uniting cause for you and the person that you live with to stay with each other and to support each other because there is a more important uh, being in the household than either of you. If you live with a significant other, um, then you kind of hope that um, between the two of you, you offer enough each 
emotion you offer each other enough emotional support um that you can get the pair of you because you're meant to be a pair of you in a relationship you can get the pair of you through uh lockdown where people who live with someone else who isn't their partner often struggle is they don't want to burden their flatmate with their own emotional needs yeah and that kind of exacerbates the sense of loneliness that people who live with other people and it, it say even if you live in a house with two three four five other people like you're not fucking any of them mm. and so there is no like romantic association or deep emotional association now if you happen so you to, and max don't snuggle not anymore okay not like you should no 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 well, do you know what i will say big snuggle up because like, max max is max is max is my fucking og from times we were three years old right i wasn't living with max at the time i was living with yeah, and yeah, yeah. Who is my boy? Yeah, boy, yeah, you yeah. met everyone in a spare room yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing, which is, again, a common experience. A lot of people listening to this would have met yeah, their yeah, flatmates in a spare room, right? But that's yeah. very different to living with, like, your OG code 100%, 100%. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you can't really you can't really burden someone that you've met off spare room with your emotional issues. Like, Max is my boy, and if Max had a problem, I would expect and I'd hope that he would want to chat to me about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one thing I wouldn't say, as and, like, this is where we kind of get a bit gender-specific, Man, them don't chat about their problems enough to other men. Facts. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say this one, like, full open. It's going to be quite uncomfortable for people to listen to. My old man killed himself. Male mental health is a real, real deal Rest in my in life. Peace. Right? Rest so peace, I'm all about men specifically expressing their emotions to other men because if you don't, you end up like my old man did, basically. Yeah. Right? So Maxima Cody, I reckon he would chat to me if he's got a problem. I would chat to him if I've got a problem but that's a very different experience to like, I'm very fortunate to live with one of my best mates. Most people don't. I think a lot of people who live with a flatmate maybe struggled the last time because they didn't want to burden their flatmates with the problems that they were dealing with. Yeah. And that forces them to further internalize them. And that's not necessarily a healthy way of dealing with it. Yeah. So my experience, one, like I said, I was very fortunate to be able to go out to work and go to the office every day. I was in a cab, seeing the outside, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was very common uh, in that I was living kind of with, not with a stranger at the time, but basically with a stranger because I didn't know the geezer at the time, yeah. right? Um, what do you do? I mean, like, I, I think that we, I think that if you live with strangers, it's worth having a conversation, especially if you live in a house with multiple people, maybe you take one or two people who you do get along with on the side and you say, look, we're all in the trenches here. Mm. Yeah, We're all struggling here. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to be easy for everyone. Can we come to some kind of terms or agreement that, on a base base level, like we go through lockdown together. Uh, and I think that that's not unreasonable that if you live with someone in your house, like even from a purely Nietzsche nihilist, selfish perspective, like if I'm living with someone, I don't want them losing their shit. Yeah. That's not, like, that's not good yeah, for me yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah, living with someone who loses their shit. So like, I think people should hopefully, like if anyone takes anything from this podcast, like normalize expressing your difficulties Facts. to other people. Normalize expressing angst normalize expressing depression there is a difference between burdening other people with your difficulties um and expressing your own problems and i think that actually a lot of people more people than you think are willing to talk about uh mental health more people are willing to talk about difficult circumstances than you realize because because more people than you realize have been through instances of mental health. Well, that's a fact. Then you realize. Facts. Um, so, so what are you going to do, man? What are you, what are going to be your top three 
things so look i think everyone do. everyone went through the whole like i'm gonna i'm gonna learn a language <laughs> and i'm gonna get peng and i'm gonna go gym and i'm gonna fucking learn like how to code do you want to know what my next door neighbors did what like i walked past their um because i live on the ground ground level mm. as you guys can remember they put a uh they put a pole in the middle of their living room well, like stripper pole stripper pole gag real just a stripper pole. Gang. I didn't even know you could get one of them things in these motherfuckers. Yo, that's Gang. Because yeah, our front rooms are pretty much the same. Yo, they, they put a stripper pole right in the middle. Gang. That's wavy. So I'm adding that to my list. But we've all got our different <laughs> expressions. We've all got our different... Xavi, you got... Get, if, it, if, if, get, you, if you want to work the pole and like, have an OnlyFans bruv, fan, bruv, we, bruv. We, we, we spoke about Would it Would you already, subscribe yes? to my OnlyFans? Yo. Only if you're on the pole. I don't want to hear you rap. We can make it We've heard enough of you rapping. We've heard enough of you rapping. We want to see you on the pole. I'm going to rap on the pole. Listen, listen. We do that. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sign up to you, yeah, but just to like make memes out of you. <laughs> to be honest, with you. Who needs enemies, ladies and gentlemen? But let me got let, friends like these. Let me make. Let me make a point. I think the one, the one thing, the one thing that is important to do in lockdown 2.0 that I learned at least from 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 one point is that it is important to find an outlet for your energies. The mm. problem with being locked up is that you can't go out on a fucking Friday and let off all of your steam that you've had built up during the week. Yeah. You can't get out on a Saturday and get away from your missus or from fucking whatever. Like you can't, like there's only so many times you can rub out on Pornhub before it starts getting jarring, isn't it? Like there is, there, is an, there, there is a massive problem with being cooped up that your energies aren't able to express themselves. It's important that you find an outlet to get rid of it. So Zavi yeah, found yeah. his way, like we're not all as fucking talented as Zavi. We don't all end up with a fucking exhibition at the Oxo Tower. But Zavi found his art, right? And that was yeah. his outlet. Me, I was extremely fortunate, having been a lifelong politics nerd, that we went into lockdown in March, which was eight months away from a US election and eight months in the landscape of US elections fucking time. So I basically, I expressed my energy through politics, studying politics, writing. I did a lot of writing in the summer. Some of you may have seen the blog in the summer. Thinking out left. Thinking out left. Um, I, I did a lot of writing. That was, how, that was how I expressed my energy. I became politically engaged. Yeah. Uh, Rich has spoken about how he engaged his business. He, he, he wrote in music. And the one thing I want to say is that we all said that we were going to learn language and we we're all going to get fit. And we all set these fucking grand designs. And actually what has happened is that a lot of people didn't meet the grand designs that they set out. And that is a reinforcer of depression because if you're already depressed and feeling down going into lockdown, you set yourself a set of goals and you don't achieve them. That just reinforces your negative mm. self-belief. Don't do that this time. I beg. If you want, I didn't set daily goals like Xavi did. There's two different ways of dealing with this. Xavi set himself daily goals and they were stuff that were very achievable. He set those targets. He met them every single day. I didn't do that. What I did do was I said, I want to become more educated about something, right? So rather than saying, I'm going to go f learn a fucking language and if I can't speak it after two months and I'm going to be pissed at myself, I said, you know what? I want to learn more about... Um, Senate level races in these key swing states in the United States. You can go. That's and so Johnny. <laughs> That's so Johnny. I know what I want to learn. <laughs> listen, listen. It's come up. It's come up. Trumps in the last couple of episodes. One hundred percent. But that was something I wanted to do. Like I love yeah, politics. Facts. I love reading about politics. I wanted yeah, to go. Exactly. I, I wanted to go engage in something that I 100%. enjoy. And actually, like people who said to themselves, "I'm going to go get fucking. I'm going to get fit by working out at home, or I'm going to learn language." Like they didn't really want to do it. Like they wouldn't have been trying to fucking learn Spanish if they weren't in lockdown. Like why would you force yourself into something in a stressful situation? Set yourself a goal that is not only achievable, but is kind of enjoyable as well because lockdown shit and you need to find a way to have fun. Can I just like end this by saying, can I just tell you what my next goal is? Uh-oh. Right, my next lockdown mission. Are you going to run for president? 
no, no, no. <laughs> even, my... be- even better, even better. Um, I'm actually going to be again something I have under my bed that I'm going to take out and actually use as a, like to sort of explore my talent. Is it Pornhub? No, it's um, even better than that. It's uh, DJ Dex. Okay, interesting. So, you say that, bro. So you, I actually you, wanna. Which so ones have you got, by the I've way? Because I was thinking about doing it too. I've, I've got, I've got name bits. So you got the, you got the CD ones or no, the actual no, vinyl actual ones? Vi- the, not the vinyl ones. The ones that you um basically get hard drive and like you um. It's like a Serato yeah, exactly. with, yeah, with yeah, the type yeah. thing. On our best friend Rochelle, big up Rochelle. Shout uh, out. She, um, Don't know you, she, but um, she hit me up. Zav does. So shout out Rochelle Castillo, my G. Um, she government me, names. This guy loves using government, yeah, government names. Government names are mad, bro. Alright, cool. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, she ain't no harm. Um, I'm basically gonna be. Um, she gave me decks like a while ago, and I just I sent DJ decks. Come on, she man. She gave them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got some good friends, bro. Yeah, I, I, I need friends like Zavi's huh? got, bro. I barely get a birthday text, mate. I don't yeah, even get a um, look. I huh? think it's about time for me to explore those ways. Imagine in my next exhibition and then I do the cool set as well. How I'm not going to lie. Do? I'm a little bit pissed off you didn't let me DJ your thing. But whatever. We talk Yo, about listen. I'm pissed you didn't let me sing. Listen, you guys could have done So you want to be the artist at your own exhibition and DJ? God complex over here. Fuck no, you, no, not man. even. It's just fun, What's man. next? PM. Multi disciplinary. Think about. I do music Mondays, right? Yeah, guys. I do music Jarring, Mondays for a reason. Bro. Like, and that's eventually to to yeah. do something with it. I hate and when if, other people are talented and successful. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, Johnny, please. You're the, you're like one of the most talented people I know. So shut hey, up. look at this bromance. But anyway, take it slowly. Um, I guess is the message. Um, know yourself in this as well. I think that's super super important. Like, there's no point setting unrealistic goals for yourself every every goal or every objective start has to be broken down set yourself some milestones amen. over a period of time amen um, and address those as realistically as you can amen. Right? It, it's fine to, to to stretch out um your, your 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 deadline date so to speak for some of these targets as long as you are honest with yourself and you are disciplined with yourself you can ride out what is hopefully only going to be one more month um of this fuckery even though i believe we'll probably save Christmas but be back in a similar situation in the new year but we mm-hmm. won't get into that now but but yeah man good fucking talk lads I like that can, that I, can, I, can I just add one thing on the end uh oh I'm just gonna add one thing on the end if you're like so the, I think we can all three of us agree that everyone struggled during the last time it's very likely that we all that everyone yeah, struggles I'll, again I'll bear weight as well, during man. the next one too. okay yeah we need to get so, some dixies bro so <laughs> if you're listening to this it's very relatable if you're having a hard time we've had a hard time everyone you know has had a hard time okay if you feel like you need to express yourself and you know me, chat to me. If you know Rich, chat to Rich. If you know Zav, chat to Zav. And if your friend has forwarded you onto this podcast, chat to them. And if they won't chat to you, then come chat to us directly. All yeah, three of us. Like, yeah. I think the most important thing is something that I actually made an explicit point of was I reached out to people I haven't chatted to in time. Yeah, 100%. That's what I did in the last lockdown. Because it's and part of living with someone who you don't want to burden with your emotional energy is that you reach out to lots of other different people. And it's extremely important that you reach out to as many people. If if you're all right or you're kind of wavering, it's fine to reach out to other people. If you are down in the trenches, it's fine to reach out to other people. There's that old school fucking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook meme. Like, I would rather hear your problems than attend your funeral. Mm. As someone who lost their father to suicide, yeah. fucking facts, bruv. I'd rather 100%. have a chat to you before it gets to that level. So I don't want to really get that deep, but like, 100%. I think we need to normalize... We need to normalize having chats with our pals. Like if your boy had broken his leg, you would be like, oh, fucking hell, bruv. How'd you do that? 100%. If your boy broke his arm, you'd be like, fucking hell, how'd you do that? 100%. And if you said, if like, if I was in pain, like I'd come up to you, man. I said to you, oh, fucking I've torn my hamstring, but I'm having a bit of a hard time of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
why are we happy to talk about our physical ailments, but we're not happy to talk about our mental, yeah. mental ones? Like we need to normalize men and women, but I feel like women are kind of better. Women are a lot more intelligent, a lot smarter, further down this road of chatting yeah. about their problems with other people. Men, man them, chat to your boys about your problems, please. And if they want to chat to you, chat to me, chat to me, chat to Zavi, chat to Rich, we're all hearing it. Yeah, man. I ain't, I ain't cried on the phone to Johnny yet, but me and, me and Zavi definitely share some teary moments on, on phone calls when shit has got a bit too tough, man. Yeah, you need not. it, man. Facts. Uh, but anyway, um, one of the unfortunate but lucky positive outcomes of when this lockdown came into place was that there were people on the streets, particularly in Mitcham, who were able to rescue somebody from a very, very awful, potentially awful situation. Boy. And what I mean by that is anybody who is um, who was paying attention to some of the more local news, because this didn't necessarily hit national news, um, I'm not quite sure why, I might have stumbled onto a story of a monster who I don't think we should give him the the courtesy of, of mentioning his name. But oh, fuck this guy, I know it, isn't um, it? We know who it is. A lad who abducted a young girl. Don't call him a lad, call him a waste man, isn't it? An absolute prick who abducted a young girl on her way to school um, in Mitcham and then proceeded to trying to lure her into a corner to sexually assault her. Quick, quick summary of the story. Another classmate of this girl said that she saw somebody that she knew from the school um, being led away by a man who she didn't recognize. And that man was covering her schoolmate or classmate's mouth. It looked suspect. So this amazing 11 year old girl called her sister on the mobile immediately and reported what she had just seen. Older sister, big up Ashanti Fagan. Big up. um, I have to say her name again. Big up Ashanti Fagan, who with her mother decided to get dressed immediately and get out onto the streets in the early hours to try and find this girl who had been abducted. And sure enough, she was able to to, to follow the breadcrumbs and found this monster with this young girl in a corner. What's unclear to me is whether or not he had already assaulted her. What is clear is that he was absolutely going to if he hadn't already. And when he was confronted, he immediately lied and said I know this person this person is a part of my family um it is just through pure tenacity and pure bravery let's let's call bravery that Ashanti decided to to to, to put her fear to the side because that's a very fucking scary situation a difficult situation yeah. to find yourself in, it's man. fucking Shit. petrifying big okay? geezer is confronting him, big geezer um who who just through sheer audacity of what he's doing before your eyes you know you'd be you'd be it'd be absolutely acceptable if you thought that this person had a knife or something that could do you harm. And she followed that person, was continually putting it on him to the point where he decided to depart from the scene. And then it emerged that he obviously, in fact, wasn't related to the girl and the girl was petrified and he had asked her to perform a sexual act on him. (sighs) The reason why lockdown not being in place by that point is such a blessing because it was only a few days off, or I think even a couple of days off, maybe Mm, even a day, mm, mm. um, is because this... Ashanti Fagan put this on social media immediately and social media did what it did. Um, did did what it did positively, I should oh, say. Oh boy, did it. Um, and this snowballed dramatically and quickly mm. um, across every one of your sort of cultural social media pages, the mm-hmm. Shade Borough, UK Gossip TV, it even I think even hit the Shade Room in the US as well, which I think is obviously part of the same tree as Shade Borough. 
Um, and within hours or within an hour, they had the guy's name. They had the guy's face. They had the guy's address. Oh, man, they uh, were at the yard, bruv. Yeah. Were they? Um, man, them, and then, man and then, them strolled and then up to Mumsy's yard, bruv. And that's when it became a, a matter of uh, the streets potentially getting to him before the police did. Boy. Um, which I'm not going to lie, lads. I was really, really hoping for. But and do you know what? Yeah, it's a difficult one because like, obviously like- you before, try and, before, oh. before you crack on, this, uh, this, this then resulted in the police- Staying outside of this this monster's house for a couple of hours, and releasing a statement for this person to hand themselves in, even though they were sure who it was and sure where he lived, and sure enough, this guy was arrested um, and is being held on sexual assault um, and kidnapping charges. I was gutted <laughs> that the streets didn't get him before. That the streets didn't get him before. Um, I clearly want the justice to do what the justice system is supposed to do yeah. but god almighty i can't help i'll be honest i can't help but feel a little bit of a bit of sadness that this guy wasn't at least sparkled before the police got to him but do you know what it is it's like obviously you try and fucking rationalize like the rule of law and order and justice and whatever and whatever da, 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 da. but like once you've seen the story all day on twitter and instagram whatever like if you hear that the man them have got him before the feds have got him. Like you wouldn't be like, fucking what a travesty of justice that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, like would you have been upset if the man them had got him first? Like yeah. probably not. Cause no. And like this is where it comes down to like the realist real. From like like all of us men come from similar background. Like yeah, we, we all come from the hood. We all know enough man that being bin. We know how mm. this works. And like my man is not gonna get thrown on wing. Yeah. With other men yeah. who are gonna bang him up. Like he like if you go to jail for certain things, you have to show your papers yeah. to other man inside. And if you've got booky papers and you get beat up inside, isn't it? But where nonces get sent to is like a special wing with other nonces. Yeah. And so these men get a little protection inside. Yeah. So these times he's not going to get banged up. Yeah. Like he's like, he would have been ready to do up a little girl. And if the streets had got to him, he would have had to deal with his justice. You know what I'm saying? But these times he's going to get put in a cell. Yeah. He's going to get protected with fucking Pete from Stevenage. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. And he's mm. not going to have to actually face justice. Like what is a couple, two, two years in prison because my man's not going to do life in it he's not going to do life my man's not going to do life in it um, so everyone who's saying like he, he better do life chances he's not going to do gonna, life he's bro. probably going to get a sort of lighter sentence than he's like not going to do life weed charges why because not, he because he um gave himself in no fuck that man he's oh, going to no. be there forever he's, he's not, not going to be alive he's, facts, probably won't, he's not going to be there for life yeah. facts he's not going to be there for life so if you was like okay like at least a young 15 years minimum I don't even think so bruv I don't even think so I don't even think so like this is where it becomes, this is where like you have to, you like, oh fuck, you end up in a problem with your, like your morality against your politics. Cause like we're all from the hood and even if you're not from the hood, like just as a normal, normal person, like, okay, politics aside, fucking hell, you wish the mandem had got to this you before the feds done, innit? Yeah. Basically, innit? Just but, like, just a few, like a few tumps to the chin and like maybe like a nice elbow to the jaw. Um, uh, repetitive kicks but this is the thing that I've seen. Lip. This is the thing I've, I've seen from some people, even people from the hood who have been saying, like, look, you would rather this guy go to prison because then he has to live the rest of his life in jail and then he can die. But that's on the presumption he's going to get a life sentence. The geezer's not going to get a life sentence. This he's guy's going to be back out on road in five years. He might, be dead, again, he, might, he might as well be dead to us because he have like our charge on his name and that. He ain't getting no job. Yeah. He ain't going to get no job in it. But, and no one's but putting him on. No I, 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 would, I would hazard a guess that his, his employment situation pre this thing probably wasn't too glowing anyway. But there's videos of him trying to recruit youngers to shop food 
in Tutu and Mitchum and them ends anyway, bruv. Really? Yeah, bruv. The, guy's, the plot thickens. Like, the, guy, the guy is basically, it's kind of fucked because he's on road, but he's also a nonce, bruv. Like, how did, how did the streets not deal with this guy Crazy. before he actually ended up walking off with a young girl? Like, it's kind of mad, bruv. Crazy. It's um, kind of mad. I tried to message Ashanti uh, to see if she, she'd, you know, speak to us or give a statement. She's handled this with just like a different level of class and grace. Instagram were taking down all of the posts uh, that she she posted related to it. She just kept on reposting, kept on reposting. The message was out there. She's got a special place reserved um, in the heavens for what she did um, for this young girl. And I really, truly, truly pray that this young girl isn't scarred by this um, for the rest of her life. Amen. I hope that she is able to get the help that she deserves Amen. and the help that she is definitely going to need. Um, it's a tough one for all of the parents out there, parents who typically work in jobs that don't give them the flexibility that allows them to make sure that their kids get to school perfectly um, without any issues. There are more and more stories that you're hearing about this stuff and it makes for very, very unsettling news and scary, scary times for parents. Community is the message here. We need to know who's in our community. We need to know who the nonces are. We need to know who the deviants are. We need to know who the murderers and all of the gang members are. Not because they are necessarily going to directly harm you. We just need to know who they are. We need to know what they look like so that if you are in a situation where these people are endangering you, we can get to the bottom of these things and solve these things quicker. The reason why this thing was solved and the reason why this thing didn't turn so badly is because of the speed at which this was turned around. And that is the speed that is only allowed when you have people who are utilizing everything they know about their community in a swift way, or an amazing 11 year old who was just so smart beyond her years, Amen. that she recognized that this isn't somebody that she's used to in her community. Amen. So she called her sister so that they could do what they needed to do immediately. So yeah, I mean, I've not got much else to say that just, just everybody, please, please, please do what you can to stay safe. Keep your eyes and your ears open. There are some awful, awful people who aren't protecting. I mean, if our kids aren't safe, <coughs> Then I don't know why I go out for these streets, but boy, I don't know. Next time, next time maybe the the streets find him before the I, do yeah. It, then, it, then it takes all the <laughs> fucking we, moral chat. Yeah, maybe out we should wrap it up there. It. That motherfucker! Bro, I swear down. Hate, I hope somebody. Yeah, let me let me not. Yeah, this it's one's annoying. almost too fucking emotional to put in the chat. Let's yeah. put in the pod, brother. I'm fucking pissed, bro. It's annoying. Anyway, let's move on from that. There's been some new music oh, dropping boy. in the world. It's been a deluge of albums. So many albums in the last couple of weeks. Albums, bruv. Where do we want to start, man? You know what? Out of all the albums I listened to, Giggs' album was mediocre. Oh, <laughs> he's just jumping. He's just jumping um, in. I feel you're like talking Buster the hardest, bro. Yeah. Buster Rhymes album was good, but not for me. Wait, hold on. Giggs out of ten. Buster Rhymes out of ten. Gigs out of Wait, 10. can we break these down? So gigs. <laughs> Mediocre. Come out of obscurity. I think it's been a couple of years since he released his last album. The new album is called Now or Never, mm-hmm. um, which is follows his two 2017 effort warm to them. Um, Zab, you gave it a seven out of ten? No, I'll give it a six and a half. You man. gave it a six and a half out of ten? I'll give it a seven. You give it a seven? I like the Emily Sunday tune at the end. That's, yeah, yeah, That's the thing. Yeah. I think I like it more for the features than for Yeah, this. I'm a big fan of the features more so than this. Like, Shout out Dave, to as I said in the last episode. Yeah, it, it's always it's always a special moment for me when Giggs releases an album. However, I was let down. Yeah, I do feel like... I was let down. I do feel like Giggs is, is now at a place where he, he, he knows his sound. He knows his audience. I don't know if he is all that interested in growing that audience or developing that sound, mm. 
but is super happy continually giving us the content that we crave because he knows we're going to love it. Mm. Um, my high, the high point on this album for me is Straight Murder. He calls yeah. it Gigs and David. But like, that was a weird one. Him and Dave. Dave's verse on that. Dave goes fucking The thing is, yeah, that reminds me of Peligro as well. The way way Dave murdered Peligro, yeah? Is that you say Peligro? Yeah, it was freaking fire. Peligro. Was it? Peligro. Peligro, there you go. (laughs) Think of that, I agree with you. Buster Rhymes album. I think there's probably a couple of tunes I like on that. I think it's a good album, but I don't know. I've never really been a Buster person. Um... But it's a good album. I'll give that one like an 8 out of 10. Baby, if you give Hold it to me, the phone. I'll give it to you. Joe Biden beats Donald Trump to win US election. Officially announced. 284. Motherfucker. Pack your shit, Donald. Get out of here, man. Chupa tu madre, hijo de puta naranja. Please, 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 just leave. Just just go. Just leave the house. Go away now. Go and leave, leave the house. Go away now. If the I White slap, House is no longer yours. If I slap you. <laughs> if I should slap. If I should nah, slap. No, but for real. If um, I scrim. We don't need to get into all that. Results are just coming. Big up, big up, big up, big up. Um, he's tweeted that he won this election by a lot, but whatever. <laughs> he can suck himself. Um, you see, yeah, gigs. Decent. Check it out. Um, also coming out this week was, speaking of road rap, that just so glorious on the ear. Rescue. I wasn't actually going to get onto him. Oh. Yet. I was going to get onto Mr. Dachavelli, um, who I released. Feel, I feel we've got to do the OG before we get to the new man first. I was on road rap. I was segueing. I mean, what, uh, is Disney not road? Not anymore. Well, that's you guys my chat. consider DBE is road because their album, your, they, their new album, is freaking fire. Okay. I don't really fuck with them. I'm not going to lie. But I don't really like their new album Europe. is freaking fire. I, I just don't I fuck really like with them. State your Heavy. case. State your case, G. Um, but before we do that, Dachavelli, um, very very quickly, he released his album Dutch from the Fifth. Came out last night. Um, shout out Clapton, shout out E5, come on. It's quick. Um, and I like shorter albums of this ilk because the drill sound is fairly repetitive, generally speaking. So at the very, very least, you want the albums to be quite snappy and you want them to be quite concise. Um, and this is definitely that. Um, Dachavelli is like my my favourite favorite gangster rapper in the world right Did now. Did I not I'm say this in like, the last like, episode? He I, is, said, like, I said Dutch was next up. He's next up. Um, Heady one for me was was the number one driller guy before, but mm. I think that changes today. Heady's making a different type of music right now anyway. Um, and Dutch is very much in this world. So he is, I think he is the poster child for now. Um, so check out his album. I've been Dutch telling from people fifth. from years, when you're from Clapton, um, you're different, isn't it? Here's what it is, Carl. When you come <laughs> so, from Clapton, you're different to other members. We're blessed. Um, We're blessed, um, isn't it? Staying in East London, as Johnny just mentioned, Dizzy Rascal, E3 as fuck, or Jeez. E3 AF, um, man, man, as man, he labelled it. Dropped an album, another one, another quite concise, quite short album. Johnny, Dizzy. what were your thoughts? I didn't feel it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. Bruv, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking I I loved everything old school Dizzy put out. Right, all the old school bangers. Boy in the corner. Da-da-da-da-da. Same ditto, yeah. Don't need to go through it because you all know what the deal is. He was the fucking king, bruv. And he was, as we were speaking about earlier, he was maybe ahead of his time. Dizzy come out with a sound that nobody else really had to commercial success. Them times there, you Dizzy was the fucking king, bruv. Bowie free. Da-da-da-da-da. I just feel like for me. Dizzy's basically put out the same album that he would have put out 15 years ago. The music hasn't really gone anywhere. Yeah. He These did, times, he, it's another album. It's another album where the features have outdone him. 
right? Gets That's not cool. Gets went fucking ham. Yeah, but Gets, Gets, Kano, Gets went Kano. fucking exactly. ham. That's the thing. And Frisco I'll, went bro, fucking I'll, I'll just ham, bro. That, that bro. Whole, that, all the features in the album were fucking mad. But I feel like Grime, like even even that kind of like original grime has grown up. Grime has moved on. Grime has yeah. evolved as a genre. And okay, Dizzy had one or two choices to make. Like either he could try and become a new grime or a modern grime try kind of artist, or he could have been like, no, I'm the OG. I'm the fucking king. I'm making an OG grime album. And whether or not it matches modern standards, I'm Dizzy. This is my standard. You have to listen to it, right? Yeah. But he kind of like did both and did neither. Yeah. It was like modern grime bars about putting birds over the table with kind of like off-tempo grime beats and they're off-tempo because he's trying to match new style grime bars to them yeah like as we were saying earlier like musicians i think as artists need to mature with their art right and dizzy by now is at a point where he is like i said he's og he's the king he is boaty freeze king of grime like if you're from east like he's got enough rep where he could have made an og album he could have been like i'm dizzy i'm old school you say I'm this, king. Yeah? Listen to this you say this right he's got enough breath here but like do you know how many generations have come through since like dizzy held that title yeah Bro, we were talking so, about it before when you so were still trying difficult. to so it's join quite difficult for him to, to you're, you're, i mean you're saying he should come up with an og album but i feel like even to the generations that have come since i'm talking about from an audience perspective it's gonna be like, who's this old man? Or, but this, that's yeah, exactly but I do think I do think the point is is that like Dizzy was so ahead of his time when he first came out that he was on his own, and yeah, I agree. And he stood out, and even though he made two, I believe classics. The first one absolutely a classic. The second one, for my opinion, a classic as well. Mm-hmm. He still wasn't in good company. The scene hadn't caught up with him yet, so he still was an anomaly, and he still had to, he still found himself like next to the likes of the Arctic Monkeys and the Katie Nashes and, mm. and the new Adele and all this other stuff whenever he went to these award shows. It wasn't a scene as such then. Mm. And then yeah. we went through that awkward UK rap period where everybody was trying to make like pop songs with Dappy and like, you know what I mean? To, to get to number one and they were making tunes with like friggin' with the David Guetta sound to get to number one. And then it all disappeared when again, the charts decided they wanted Ed Sheeran yeah, and they yeah. wanted like James Morrison or whatever, whatever. We now have a scene and I feel like Dizzy is super disconnected from that scene. He doesn't collaborate with the people that he really should be. He isn't necessarily making the kind of music that sounds of the time. His his sound is still quite dated right now. But this is the point I want to make. Was Evie says like, if Dizzy come out and made Boy in the Corner again, people would ask, who the fuck is this guy? All the people that was there for Boy in the Corner would know who the fuck he is, bruv. Why are you trying to make music for 20-year-olds, bruv? I'll put it to you that if he brings out another... If he were to bring out another Boy in the Corner today, it'd be the most amazing album that's come out of rap today. Facts. So, so why try? Me, but don't try and modernise yourself to this 20-year-old sound, 21, 22, 23, 24-year-old rapper sound. I haven't listened to the album. Is he, is he Dizzy, trying to cater to that? Led or the way, just... bruv. He needs to do Dizzy. He doesn't need to do Dutch. He needs to do Dizzy. For me, when Dizzy's making a song like Make the Body Move, you got to... When he does a remix of that, I think he's going for a check in it. He's done that, yeah. Yeah, he's just going for a check in it. It is what it is. And like, yeah, that's yeah. fine, man. Like, Dizzy has his market. He's going to make certain amount no, of streams. Yeah, I think he had, he had that, he's, he, but he's done it before. Like, um, Money Talks, Dirty yeah, Cash, I Want. Yeah. That, that was a banger. Yeah, but, and I, I'm not a fan of it. I think all of the UK rappers do that. They yeah, all yeah, find an old team. school thing to yeah, sample. Yeah. And it's an easy money grab. But but at the end of the day, it's you can do it very well and you can do it quite badly. And I think that sometimes when Dizzy does that, it sounds quite bad. 
Yeah. Um, but look, he's a he's a legend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. The king, he, I'm not expecting him to make another boy in the corner. Showtime. I'm not. So it is. It is what it is. Can I just like, tell you? Yeah, it's not a bad album. We got to say that. It's, it's definitely bad. check it. I give it six out of ten. Can I just yeah. say? Yeah, Wizkid's album is fantastic. Like, Still haven't me, listened to it. Listen, Damn it. it's like such a mellow, chilled vibe. Like it's like a new school for me. It gives me like new school fella vibes. To be honest with you, and one of the main songs you check on it is just him and um, Damon Marley. Blessed. Okay. And no stress as well. Um, banger. Who was the other geezer whose album you told me? To, I listened to that. Oh, so the a guy American called guy. Reason. Yeah, so Reason. That was dope. Yeah, Reason. That was dope. Uh, New Beginnings. He is a rapper. He's an LA rapper. He is on the most amazing record label um, out there. TDE, home of Kendrick Lamar, home of Schoolboy Q, home of Sir, um, home of Absol, home of Scissor. Um, and Reason is another amazing uh, addition to that roster he had an album before which got re-released through TDE and now this is his first fully fledged proper new album under TDE it's called New Beginnings um, he is a super talent I like um, that I fuck with that bro super super talent I like that. Um, he touches a lot of really really good topics amazing project it's called New Beginnings his name is Reason I think it's a terrible rap name uh, Reason there's no Z's or no nothing just like Reason R-E-A-S-O-N that's his TED talk yeah, it's just called Reason. My name's Reason. New beginning. I um, like man. I like so that. I thought, that. I thought those raw bars in there still. Um, Sweetie had a new song out called... So I'm not entirely sure who Sweetie is. Throw him throw him to the streets. Is this the one... Sweetie is is the very delectable um, other half of, of Quavo. Quavo Honcho. So is this is, it, so is this where he, he slid into her DMs like, I'm so icy or yeah, some yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that. Yeah, 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 is that yeah. her? Oh, is that yeah, her, yeah? yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he put like a, I saw the, the I think it was like a stir fry, I think, stir or whatever, fry. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm but so anyway, icy, satin, satin, satin. And we're going to finish on this because I think this is quite funny to I'm finish on. That. She, she put out a little um, video partying with her other half, Mr. Quavo, Mr. Quavius. Oh, she's single now? Um, no, no, no. She's with him. Oh, fuck. I was in. <laughs> were you um, <laughs> well she basically said something along the lines of if your man isn't paying all of your bills and isn't isn't buying you a Birkin bag you need to throw that mother father back to the streets mm. and I just wanted to I wanted to talk about that because Birkin bags ain't cheap bruv and how much does a Birkin, Birkin bag bags cost? are like 25 G's what? And, what? and unless you know somebody, right? Unless you know somebody. 25 yeah, 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 yeah. rack. Yeah, 100%. And if you, unless you know somebody at Hermes who can like slide you like a little, a little sum, you have to like actually be on a waiting list to, 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 to have that. What the uh, fuck? To get one of those. Um, 25 rack for a bag. Yeah. So the origin. Oh um, my days, bruv. So the origin of a Birkin bag is it was actually made um, and inspired by um, English actress and singer Jane Birkin. Um, she's like she's like old school. Um, okay. Birkin is a Hermes bag, so it's from the the French superpower group Hermes. And essentially, they came in the eighties. They are a huge sign of, of 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 incredible wealth. And as I say, it's like waiting lists to get on these things. So naturally, when Sweetie got onto Instagram Live or whatever it be and said that this is what is required uh, if you are ever to have a, a what you would call a serious boyfriend clearly the instagram world and the social media world ran wild with it and um it caused quite a stir to say the least i don't like i love my mum to the end of the world i don't think i'd buy her a 25 bag bag what circumstances would you buy your other half a twenty-five thousand pound bag if if she was going to win twenty-six thousand in court against me 
if or I could buy a 25 bag, bag to pay her off, <laughs> then I'd probably spend it. But Can I just put it very simply? What? If my life depended on it and somebody had a gun to my head. Shit. Where are you going to get 25 bag from, bro? Yeah. We're millennials. We ain't got peas, bro. Where are you going to get 25 yeah. bag from? Only fans. You just get yourself an account, rack it up, and then and then spend it on her. What's no, the most, I'm, what's I'm the most, what's, would, what's the most expensive thing you've ever bought for a, a woman? Mm. I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I would say, what, item? Yeah. I would say a Satan Laurent bag. Okay. How much does that say you? Probably about, I'm sorry, Mama. <laughs> 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 Probably about like, maybe like two and a half, something like that. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we go, does your mum listen to the podcast? My mum listens to Sniffers. Does your yeah. mum, does your mum listen? She hasn't started, she's in Nigeria, man. My mum my, my listens still. Yeah, and my, paid, and my bro. sister. Oh, that's bleak. That you basically set me up, so thank you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Rich, what's the most expensive thing you bought for a woman? Um, so well, can I finish it off quickly? But that was like in a previous relationship and whatnot, and yeah. the settings and whatnot. So. Yeah, okay. Like it's our money, guys. Like whatever like, we want to do with our money is our god. We work for that shit, goddamn it. We all got excuses in it. And it's our loved ones. That's that's not just make clear. That's not that's not start pack dating Zavi. All right. Come with no expectations. But when you when you got when you've got exhibitions at the Oxford Gallery, it's expected you got Birkin bags of bags. Nah, you know what I mean? Though, that's a good that's a goodie bag thing. I don't even care. It's happy meal. It's happy meal. You're selling you're selling your art. That's happy meal. How much money left my account doing that exhibition, bro? Like, <laughs> them girls gonna be coming up to your house and be like, "What Nando? What do you mean? What do you mean you can't buy me a bag? Like that's just like you painting another piece of art in it." They'll be like, "You belong to the streets." Shit. And listen, I'll be like, paint another George Floyd. That'd be five bags for me. <laughs> Make some <laughs> other cubic black Fuck mental sake. health art. <laughs> Go on, Rich. Oh, Go on, Rich. Yeah, what's, Rich. What's the most expensive um, thing you bought? It's actually quite boring and it was actually very practical. Um, like a MacBook. No, yeah, so like a MacBook. For real. That, that's, that's actually, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I that sent me back for my missus. That sent me back. Uh, that sent me back. About one and a half. One and one thousand three. Yeah, yeah. So you're not that far off. She thing. needed that shit. And honestly, so it was a selfish so buy. Now my, I was sick and tired of her borrowing listen, my hand, to be honest. I like that. One and a half free. Yeah. About two, two and a half. Yeah. We're making a market here. Yeah. Now, drum roll, please. Johnny boy. <laughs> Mr. Johnny. Here's Johnny. Firstly, I'm Jewish. So I don't spend <laughs> I don't spend nothing on anything. We're not allowed to agree or disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually, yeah. You know I mean, I saw what it did to Wiley. I'm joking. <laughs> Chill out, William. I'm joking. Um... <laughs> Mo- I, I don't think I don't think I've bought um, a single item. I think probably like I took took my ex to the Seychelles. Balling, so balling. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When I say no lie, no, 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 Johnny. No, hold on, hold on. When I, when I say like when I say I took her to the Seychelles, like my family are basically all Seychelles bar. Bro, you you need to sell this better. Fuck it, no, man. Your, your family are also what Seychelles bar. What does that mean? From the Seychelles. From the Seychelles. Wait, so wait, you're Jewish, Venezuelan, Nigerian, and Seychelles. Wow. So, <laughs> fam, this guy works for the MI5 fam. Get him, get him, get him off the podcast, fam. So, 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 granddad remarried my grandma, Grandma Jenna Shata, the most savage woman I've ever met in my life. Hey. She's from the Seychelles, and I got two uncles and auntie who are Seychelles. Uh, and all my cousins are from the Seychelles. Oh, cool. Um, nice, man. So, so when I say like people hear the Seychelles and think it's like some exclusive romantic, duh, 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 duh. it like, is that too though. 
It is that don't, 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 it's like, don't, don't try and cap. It's a quick flight from Dubai, isn't it? Like it's probably not Yo, that deep. You hear it? my like, man trying to water it down. No, 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 hold on. Same way, same quick way. Like where, where people lives in Tottenham, hold on, hold on. Where people hold on, where people have got like family in the Caribbean, people have got family in Guadeloupe or whatever, then like these sound these sound like mad expensive destinations. But when you've got family there, you don't spend on a hotel, so the peas aren't that expensive. So I basically paid for i think she paid for her flights and i paid for the hotels and whatever but it come to about i think she maybe spent seven bill and i spent two bag for the holiday and that was it nice but i got to go to seychelles at the same time so these times well you're buying a bag for someone like yeah, I eat that because she's getting all the use in it. But at least I got to go for the Seychelles <laughs> for the Peter I spent. Yeah, you, know yeah. you know, you got point. The, f- the thing is about Birkins is they actually apparently they do appreciate in value. They so they are, they are, but you they are investments. Do you know, do you know what I'm no, but, you a lot of bags. But do, also, like, a stock, stocks are, are investments too. No, but you know, no, no, no. But I'm going to buy you some stocks. No, no, no. How this? But stocks can go down. It's where's up, right? We're, but in terms of like Birkins and stuff and like just handbags, one thing I did learn is that leather bags actually appreciate and more time. It's more upside than downside. Like okay. Prada, all like, though. No, that Prada like bag. Michael no, Kors like Prada, gonna... no, no, forget that. But I'm talking like Prada bags. No, leather. Michael Kors Prada bags, St. Laurent bags, um, Louis Vuitton bags. As they age, yeah. they actually get more expensive. Yeah. They actually increase in value. Because they discontinue models and all this other exactly. stuff. Yeah, so like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like literally, um, like my ex-girlfriend, for example, yeah? Like I remember her and her, and her family, her and her mum and that were like really into like handbags and whatnot. Yeah. And come to potentially selling them if they wanted to or just checking them up to market they were actually more expensive than what they bought them for so i mean to be honest with you i mean i don't know you guys if you guys want to start up like a little alternative uh, alternatives fund like a handbag fund <laughs> then we can probably just chip <laughs> in something just, and just hold on to it you know what i mean it'll do better than the s&p I promise so are we gonna like go fund me a birkin for <laughs> the, for, for the man them so on that note what we're trying to say is <laughs> Yo, we got to go find me. Yo, Zab, is she using the Birkin this weekend? No, no, no. Be, all right, cool. I'm going to let me cool, hold cool, it for cool. a few days. That. We need to go, we need to go away. We need to go say shells for the week. Do you know what I want to hear? I want to hear the most expensive thing that women have bought for a guy, bro. <laughs> You know what? No, because no, every man's story. Oh, can I just say, can I let before you, before you say something? Because like, box. where these times, like, guys will try and go on a flex and buy something impressive yeah. for their women. Can I just yeah. say, yeah. it's a macho thing. It's Listen, a macho thing. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. they, so they, so they, they, they give you a frame picture of them. I bought a bag. I bought shoes. Duh, duh, duh. I reckon there's plenty of women that have paid their man's rent. Ooh. Plenty of women who've what? paid their man's fucking fees. Big up the women who are holding their men down. I want to hear them costs. In silence as well. That's mad. Shout out all the women who are holding down their men. Can, I just, can I just say, yeah, I haven't had a girl buy me a pair of, I haven't had a girl buy me a pair of white Air Force Ones. <laughs> oh, let alone freaking, I don't know, like what boys into? Like I'm not into the, the normal shit. But Do you know like, what? My, my ex bought me uh, a, a Sky Remote, but it's, it's got a Tottenham badge on it, and that's basically the only thing that I've still got. For yeah, that relationship. That's, that's probably like it some costs five ninety nine, but bro, it's yeah. the most valuable thing I own in my house. Bro, I haven't it. had like little things like freaking. Yeah, Air Force Ones. So I'm, I'm not even like, I'm a simple man. I don't even ask much. Like, why Air Force Ones? Just drop it to my door on my fucking birthday. Or, 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 or if I've done, like, 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 done something, or, yeah. or freaking Christmas. We don't yeah. want to spend it's birthday hard. with her after she bought you white Air Force Ones. Yeah. That's Damn, rude. The Air Force I think Ones, the most expensive the Air Force thing. Ones no do. wonder you're not getting shoes, bruv. You're asking her to buy crepe and dip. Obviously, she's not going to buy your shoes, bruv. Yeah. I think the most expensive thing I got is a watch. 
a Hamilton Ooh. watch. Oh, do like, you know what? Actually, I'm telling, you know, I'm telling yeah, a big lie because like, I'm, I'm wearing I'm an Apple watch too. right now. My ex actually gift? did buy me this oh, Apple watch. You know what? Still. I've had, so that's I've like had, four, um, five hundred or whatever that is. Probably. Like, and had, yeah. So yeah, my watch was, I think it was like between 700 and 800 quid. I think that was off the top of my head. That's the most expensive thing I received. But the thing is like the minute they pop you out, it. the minute they pop you out of Sprog, mate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the minute they pop you out of sprog, we know about lock off. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. That, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Presents? I gave you the most. What do you mean? What do you mean? I gave you the most valuable thing. I gave you the most valuable thing in all in all of life. <laughs> I gave you. I gave you a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, I think to be honest with you, the most expensive thing is probably like a Bottega wallet. Oh. What's that? Bottega is a brand. Brand, yeah. Okay. Just a brand. I'm not trying to be plugging yeah. designers and stuff. I yeah. shop at Uniqlo. I, 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 yep. I, 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 yeah. I do. I do like. I do like Bottega things, but I think Air Force Ones. Just hinting at there is probably the any, most. Fitting. Any future hinge matches for Xavi? <laughs> I beg, I I beg you. Get, I beg you. Get a hinge, man. This is an Air Force One friendly podcast. This is Air Force One friendly. I've got. I've got Air Force Ones on. So anybody at Nike listening, I don't. I can't see on the camera, but who else is wearing Air Force Ones right now? You are. I'm wearing. wearing I'm wearing Wave Runners. I think you are. Because you're anyway. not six foot. I, I can't, Richard, I can't you see your feet right now, Johnny on Zoom. I'm telling you, I'm wearing Richard, it. What are you wearing? I'm currently wearing some high dunk Michigans. Shit. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Say that last bit again. Richard, some, what are you wearing? I'm I want to say it one more time. Nike, say it with your chest. Some Nike dunk Michigans. Oh, Charlie. Right, Richard, do you see this? this? This is a grenade. This is a virtual grenade. Just saying that. You know what I mean? Like I'm color coordinated as well. Boy scout, we're boy scout. Me, I got a nice scarf. is dope. It's a bandana. I like it. It's a bandana. It's a bit boy scoutish, but you know. And I want to actually do the babushka. I feel you. I've never, I've not done the babushka yet. I've not done the head tie, but I'm gonna try it. It's big enough. The reason I bought it is because it's like a huge bandana. But you look wavy from what I can see on on Zoom. Thank you, brother. Oh, by the way, our Zoom got extended. By the way, our um yeah, no, our timing got extended. It's just good editing. Don't don't watch that. We got yeah, we got all the. Don't worry about that. We got you. We got you. Um, as I say to every time, and I'll stop saying it once we get to a point where we're satisfied, but it's super important that you click like, subscribe. click follow, subscribe. Takes a second. Share the ting. Share the ting. Takes drop a second. You know drop, what is also quite key? What? If you're somebody who likes push notifications on your phone, hit that push notification mm. um, icon on the old Instagram as well so you actually see our posts and who, when we post them. And whoever's mum or auntie is a WhatsApp warrior sending you daily devotions, <laughs> just hit them back with the This Couldn't Terribly podcast and tell them to share the thing with all their friends, innit? Beg if, you, please. 100%. If you have, some, my if you have somebody My mum said I need to articulate phone. myself better on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So next episode, shout out, auntie. Hand up for her. Shout out, auntie. The link tree is on the page. My page too. It's on the streaming platform you're listening to right now. It's on all the it's individual all pages. Um, but yeah, this has been been solid. Um, and big up Biden. Yeah. Um, Man like Joe. Don't feel like you have to buy your other half 25,000 pound Birkin bags. Say no to Birkin bags. That's there ain't, toxic There ain't chat. a thing that a dick can't fix. I'm joking. Uh, oh make sure days. you always... Wow. <laughs> kind of sus, G. Oh my that God. Escalated. <laughs> nah. Don't feel like you have to buy your partner a £25,000 Birkin bag to show them that you love them. We don't need to drift the sexes apart any more than we already are. We don't need to obscure and distort the requirements or the entry-level requirements for relationships in this day and age. God damn it, this shit is hard enough without materialism coming into it. But feel, by any means, if you want to treat your other half, the guy you're linking, your side man, to whatever... Air Force Ones. Right, to white Air Force Ones, <laughs> then just do it, honestly. I'll take a pair. 
Yo, no, I, I'll I take a pair. I don't, I I'll don't take a pair. Yo, and if you you're, pair, if you're, yeah. and if you're from Nike, and if you're from Nike, yeah. Size eight, by the way. You can, you can. Size eight? Yo, yo, yo. And I'm UK. I'm size 10, cuz I'm six foot. So And I'm UK seven and a half and Air Force Ones. Um, and I'm and I'm six foot, so yeah. But you are funny though, so UK ten for Johnny, <laughs> but UK funny. ten for Abby in Air Force Ones, and UK seven and a half for Zabby in Air yeah, Force Ones. In Air Force Ones, right, yeah. Cool, yeah. That's just mad. just in case we got some Nike people listening. Nah, man. Yeah. We like and Uniqlo as well. XL. If you uh, want, if you want to sponsor, like me, uh, what? If you want to sponsor the people who are making this podcast, you can send us. The are you shoes. speaking Spanish or Nigerian? No, it's English, the, but we have Spanish accent. Okay, I'm with you. Go on here, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. On that note. We out. We out. Bye.